Hello and welcome back to the National Egg Council presents Junior Funners. This episode of Junior Funners brought to you by the National Egg Council. Eat your fucking eggs. Uh, go to nationaleggcouncil.gov. Use the promo code FUNBOYS to get a free double yoker. Uh, I'm Ollie um, from Junior Funners. Hello, how are you? And uh, alongside me uh, virtually over the, you know, the, over the web is uh, Lawrence. There he is. I'm ecstatic to be here. That's good. It, uh, and that wasn't even in the copy that they gave us. He just came up with that off the top of the dome. Yeah. That's, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, somebody put him out. He's on fire. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's Junior Funners. Uh, we're back. We're talking about Arsenal and that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here goes the first segment. It's Arsenal News. And uh, the main headline is, uh, it was a scary couple of days because we were we weren't top of the league, uh, but now we're now we are again. So it's it's yeah. good now. For now, yeah, everything is fine. For now, everything yeah. is sort of okay. Wish it could be better. It's really annoying. Ugh, I'm so annoyed. I think it's pretty good but considering how bad it could have been. We've, we've bounced back, Lynn. We've bounced back. We've yeah we've answered the critics, <laughs> um, to use everybody's favourite phrase uh, at the moment. We've answered the critics for now, um, but yeah we we lost to to Man City, our, our much anticipated, much hyped uh, home match to to City, which was postponed from earlier in the season. We uh, ended up losing three one. Um, I didn't. I I wanted to watch it. I intended to watch it. I was in London uh, last week when it was being played, and I ended up going to three different pubs to try and uh, watch it. None of which were showing the match. Uh, there was a sports bar that was showing the match, but it was completely full. They were they were turning people away. They were turning groups of people away at the door uh, because of how full it was. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I yeah, me and uh, me and f- friend of the uh, friend of the show um, and previous guest Joe. Uh, went from pub to pub uh, trying to find somewhere that might be showing it and then just eventually settled in a, a pub that wasn't showing it, but had a very nice dog. Um, so, you know, God uh, closes a door but opens a window, as they say. He really does, yeah. But uh, I, I, have, I haven't even seen the highlights because I just, uh, I can't, I can't, I don't want, I just don't want to know. I'm just, I'm pretending it didn't happen. You know, it's just uh, it's a write-off. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's kind of like <laughs> if if you lose to Man City, it is kind of like well, so what? What what is what is if I didn't watch it live? If I didn't watch the match live, what is what is watching the highlights going to teach me? Yeah. really. You know, what am I going to learn that I don't know already from losing to Man City? So if, if I didn't yeah. see it, did it happen? <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of flat earthers out there that would agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the only part of it that I saw was um, our beautiful son scoring his penalty um, because uh, the aforementioned um, pub that I ended up in, there was another couple, there was a, a couple, I say another couple, <laughs> me and Joe and another couple. Um, 
the the joke there being that I'm gay with Joe. Um, but uh, no, there was there was a couple there that were also uh, uh, I had. had sort of gone out t- intending to watch the match at the pub and couldn't find it on anywhere. So they were just watching it on their phone. They were streaming it from uh, Amazon on their phone. Um, and uh, they were nice enough to let me uh, watch the penalty being taken. Um, so they were, but they, they were nice. They were Arsenal fans. So uh, yeah, if they, if they ended up, I, I did mention the podcast to them. I don't know if they've uh, sort us out by now, but hello, if you are listening. Um but yeah, so like you said, that was that was sort of a bust. Not really much to talk about. You know, it's not really much to pick over. Like I said, if you if if you lose, if you're a team in the Premiership and you lose to Man City, it is even though even though we've played very well this season and we've come up against kind of you know big tests that in previous seasons we would have crumbled under. Um, it's still not that big of a shock to lose to Man City. Everybody loses to Man City, so. Who cares? Unless you're Man United and you get an offside call that uh, goes for you, <laughs> not against you, even though it should have been offside. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll we 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 can't get into Man United early th- this early in the show. No, we no. we cannot get derailed this quickly. Bingo cards um, already. Yeah, bad. yeah. Fucking, we make it too easy for these people. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, it like I said, who cares? The the main thing is that we uh we bounce we as you say, we bounced back. Bounce back. Um and that we showed our bounce back ability. Remember that? From like twenty years ago? Yeah. Bounce back ability, Ian Dowie. <laughs> What's up with him? Is he dead now? What is he doing? I have no idea. I thought he was a co commentator, but it might be someone who just sounds like him. I'm not sure. I'm sure he probably. I think yeah. He, I mean, he used to pop up on like uh, Soccer Saturday with Jeff Stelling. I think he, he occasionally does stuff for Sky Sports. Maybe he's ended up on like. I think he might be on BT or something. But yeah, BT. I mean, there is there is so much TV coverage now that yeah, he probably has ended up as like a pundit or a co-commentator somewhere around the world. Even if it's not in the UK, like somewhere around the world, maybe he works for like one of the American networks or something. But. um yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we played Villa. It was it was the the long awaited showdown uh, again uh, between us and uh, Unai Emery. Uh, in the past, when we've <laughs> faced him, it's not gone very well, and it almost didn't go very well this time as well. I, I um, I I missed like the first like quarter of an hour. Uh, so by the time I actually like got to sit down to watch the match, it was already one all, because yeah. um, we'd gone one nil down very early on after like four minutes. Uh, from some sort of slack midfield play, I would say. Sort of, we 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 miss Thomas Partey in those moments. Very very clearly, there is a big hole in the in the midfield there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Ollie Watkins took his his chance very well. It was a very good, not going to take anything away from him. Very good finish, but not as good of a finish as our boy uh, yeah. for the equaliser. Fucking lovely rocket, yeah. lovely volley, lovely. Into the got a top foot of the like lift. a traction engine, lovely stuff. And uh, did the uh, Henri corner flag celebration? Yeah, he did. Yeah, everybody's everybody's doing. It. I think uh, uh, in Balogun uh, did that recently as well in France, where he's on loan because he's like he's, he's like the kicking ass. Yeah, he's like top scorer in league earn, isn't he? Like he's yeah. he's yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, he he did the. Uh, Henri corner flag celebration as well. Um, 
but yeah, so that was that was nice. And then uh, yeah, the, not long after that, we went to one down, but we didn't give up. We grew into the match and got sort of better and better. We were sort of unlucky not to get back in the lead sooner than we did. You know, it was three minutes into injury time before we finally went three two up. Um, yeah. And then four two up, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Eddie and Ketia uh, hit the bar, and then he, he missed a sitter. Um, Martin Odegaard, Odegaard also had a sitter. chance. Was Odegaard? Yeah, they, or was it both? They they both had chances. Uh, uh, and Ketia tried <laughs> to sort of dink Martinez, and it ended up not going in. Oh yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, Odegaard had the whole goal to aim at, sort of scuffed it, and it went just wide. You know, I feel like it's any, you know, nine times out of 10, he would have put that away easily. This is just the one time it didn't come off mm. for him. But, um, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't give up. Jorginho hit another fucking rocket and just a beautiful piece of poetic justice. I mean, as much as we love Emmy Martinez here at Junior Funners, it was very funny to watch him kind of get, uh, <laughs> kind of get instant karma for his, uh, time wasting shenanigans because he was, he was fucking around very early on in the match, trying to eat up as much time as possible. Um, and yeah, the ref only booked him in like the 80th minute for it, but he could have booked him a lot sooner. Can you, I'm gonna be devil's avocado, and uh, uh, can can that is that a manager's decision, not necessarily his decision? I mean, <sighs> well, we don't know because he, as we know, um. He took the decision upon himself to go up for the corner. Unai Emery yeah. was very clear about that in his his post match interview and seemed actually quite angry with him about it. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Kind of, you know. I mean, it, it it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility that sort of post World Cup, uh, Martinez is sort of maybe getting a little bit uh, a little bit deverish, a little bit big for his boots, and sort of you know wondering whether he has to listen to the manager uh, all the time or not. So. It could be that he's taking it upon himself to do that. I mean, he is—he—he he was the captain for that match, wasn't he? If, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, I don't know. Um, maybe, probably. <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, anyway, he. Um, yeah, he was sort of you know doing his uh, clowning around and whatnot, and uh, yeah, the the shot from Jorginho hit the <laughs> hit the crossbar and then hit the back of his head, hit the back of Martinez's head and went in. So. Rather than counting as a Jorginho goal, which is is kind of tight on him because it was a really good uh, shot, it uh, it counts as a Martinez own goal. And then, uh, yeah, like we said, in the sort of in the ninety eighth minute, you know, the eighth minute of added time, uh, Villa got a corner. He he decided to go up for it. It was cleared very easily, and uh, Vieira, who'd come on as a substitute, uh, managed to sort of come away with the ball. Played in Martinelli, he'd also come on as a sub, and uh, he was just, yeah, the goal was just completely... Uh, Martinez was nowhere near it. He was like on the halfway line by the time that Martinelli was basically at the edge of the of the D. Um, and he started celebrating before he even, uh, you know, kicked the ball into the net, <laughs> which is, again, very funny. So, um, yeah, a, 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 a justice was done, yeah. I think. Um by the end of the game, you feel like the, uh, the scoreline flatters us a little bit. <laughs> Lucky, it, was, mm. it, was, it felt like it was going to be one of those games, like yeah. you're missing two sitters and then uh, giving away. I feel a rather. In, I know um, Ollie Watkins scored it quite 
you know, he took his chance very well, but it just felt like, ah, I mean, you, you kind of let it, that was a bit easy. <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, it, it, those, those are, I know what you mean. Those are the types of chances that we've been closing down uh, very well. And a lot, we've been sort of snuffing out the danger a lot quicker <laughs> in instances like that in games this season. Um, like we haven't, we haven't conceded to, I don't think we, we haven't conceded that many goals in the first yeah. half of that many matches this season, let alone, you know, within the first couple of minutes. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think I, it, if Thomas Partey had been fit, like fully fit and, and playing, maybe it would have been a different story. But um, yeah, it, it did seem dangerously close to being one of those days, like you said, um, just, you know, Arsenal were huffing and puffing and creating all of these, creating all of these chances, excuse me. Um, but just nothing was going in, and then uh, un- until they did, and so I think it's yeah slightly then, better actually to um, when we have corners because I don't think we're necessarily going to be that dominant from corners aerially. So it's just like just just play it short, and luckily it paid off this time. But um, well, I think we d- we we've got the potential to mix it up. That's sort of why we've I think that's why we've been so. Uh, prolific from corners and set pieces this season is because we sort of, we, we were able to, and it, it, it you know, it, it's no coincidence that we brought in that guy, whatever his name is last season, the, the set piece coach. Um, you know, we've got like a dedicated like coach there to sort of train the team in set pieces. Cause I think we can't like aerially, I think, you know, we've got a few big boys in the team, you know, we with Gabriel and Saliba, Gabriel especially has got a pretty good goal scoring record for a, for a centre back. Um, Thomas Partey as well from you know aerially from headers uh, is 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 pretty good. Eddie Nketiah also has got some he, yeah. he's managed to score a few goals there. So I think I we we're better in the air than we definitely used to be. But like you said, we've got the skill that if we if we take it short, we've got so many uh, like really like top quality passes of the ball now that. It kind of it just opens up a whole new kind of uh, dimension for them to play in. So it, it's uh, an, an, another dimension, as the Beastie Boys once said. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, we it, it's it's good that we we've got that option to kind of take it short and try to sort of catch teams out with this this new. Not that we've invented. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I'm sort of patting us on the back for inventing the idea of taking a short corner, but like you know what I mean, you know. We can try and catch teams out more with uh, the the more kind of the more different styles that we incorporate into our set piece play. Um, the more we can, you know, we can mix it up. So, yeah. But um, obviously, that was that was just one part of the story. You know, we went back to the top of the league because that was the early kickoff of the day. Man City still had to play Nottingham Forest. Um, Big club, lots of history back where they belong. Yeah, everybody, everybody loves uh, Forest without exception. Yeah, um, everybody loves Forest and their horrible fans. <laughs> Same with Leeds. It, everybody, everybody loves them without exception. Big club. Yeah, lots of history back where they belong. It's like the seventies um, all over again with those two. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, everyone can agree that was the that was the best era of football. That was when. <laughs> That was when football was was best to watch. That was when all the best stuff happened in football. When men used to literally murder each other on the pitch and they just got up and just shook yeah, hands. You could, yeah, you could play you could play 90 minutes in what was essentially a bog 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you didn't have to be in particularly good shape. You didn't have to be in any shape at all, actually. You could <laughs> literally be a, a functioning alcoholic. Yeah, you could literally wander um, around the pitch with a cigarette in one hand and a pint in yeah. the other. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, players were having like pints at half time and shit. So it was like, you know, like, it, yeah. And that that whole remember that whole thing on like was it it's FA Cup final day like the whole thing of like having a pint of milk that was like part of it for a for a long time like probably- for some reason like when the match was over all the players on the field had to drink like a pint of like full fat milk it's like they've been running was around it- for ninety minutes and it's just like oh yeah that's what I want right now is <laughs> like a pint of milk because I I haven't thrown up enough today yeah wasn't it wasn't it because the sponsor was a milk, wasn't it? There was needs to be a call. I think like, so. Yeah, the milk trope. I think it was nicknamed. One of them was was it the League Cup or was it something like that? So it used to be. It was. Like it was either the, the League trope. Cup or the FA Cup. One of one of the cup finals yeah. was like yeah. There was this whole thing where like yeah, for a, for like a few years, players had to like go on the pitch with a bottle of milk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, exactly. You know, Leeds and uh, Leeds and Forest are sort of you know. Reminders of that era, uh, so good to have them back with him. But yeah, they Forrest did us a favour and uh, somehow managed to get a, uh, get a draw uh, with with City. So yeah, from in the space of like four days, everybody went from like that's it, Arsenal's title challenge is over, they're imploding. It's right on schedule. Um, it's City's to lose now. They're gonna they they're gonna turn because the thing is like every team except for I mean it's kind of happening to Arsenal at the moment, but like. Every team is sort of they, they keep dropping points and making mistakes, and then as soon as they win a game or two games, everybody acts like ah oh, they're back, they're going to go on a run yeah. now. I can't see them, can't see them dropping any more points, and then they fuck it up again. Like it, like Liverpool are a great example. Like Liverpool won two matches. They fucking they beat Everton, who were probably going to get relegated, and then they beat Newcastle. Um, you know, like so, like everybody's like, okay, yeah, it's finally coming together for them. This is where their season starts properly. They're going to make a charge for the top four. They're going to win it, and then they've, and then they just fucking got absolutely yeah. murdered by Real Madrid. <laughs> like it, it's yeah, and it, it keeps happening. It keeps, you know, you saw what happened with Chelsea. Like it's it's happened to yeah. it's sort of happening to like Man United a few times now. They've actually gone on quite a consistent run, yeah. which is very annoying. But how's how uh, annoying? How great is it that they finally? Yeah. Everybody loves it's Man United. It's finally again. working. Ever since Ronaldo yeah. left, Marcus yeah, I mean, Rashford's it was inevitable that they were going to they were going to get a post Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a post Ronaldo, you know, bounce. But um, but yeah, so Man City keep a, a, a part of that as well. They are, you know, they are they are part of that group that keep kind of stuttering and making mistakes. But everybody, as soon as they win a match, everyone's like, okay, here we go, here we go. This is the real yeah. City. This they're going to go on like a you know. They're going to go on like a 12 match run now where they just, they win every game and then they just don't. And it's just sort of like, it's funny to watch everybody just not learn their lesson uh, every time that happens. Um, So yeah, it it just, it just makes me think that like, like you were saying earlier, it's sort of, you know, it's good for now, but it's like, considering how bad it could have been, you know, if we'd lost to City and then they won again at the weekend against uh, Forest. It you know it, it would be a lot kind of uh, a, a lot more kind of nervy and whatever, but now it's just sort of like no city can still make mistakes and drop points unexpectedly. Like they're still they are still going to do that. I don't see them going the rest of the season unbeaten. You know, like they I, they they are capable of making you know mistakes just as we are. 
we just have yeah. to make sure we make like one less mistake than they do. I think we could we could end up winning the title and losing both of our matches to City. Like that does that does happen. You know, I mean, there were seasons where we won the title, and I think we ended up losing both our games to United, yeah. who were our, obviously our closest challengers. And even when, I mean, even when Leicester won uh, the league, I think we were the only team to beat them home and away. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we were the only team to do the double over them, but they still won the league. I think it, it's, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's possible. It, it's not as, it's not as uh, the situation is not as over yeah. as people a week ago would have had you believe it's the fickle world of football fans goldfish brains um yes yeah and yeah. Uh, it's all it's all emotion everybody just it reacts on emotion and it's just it's yeah, yeah. but you know when you've got a, a twitter or whatever you got to get the engagement you got to you know ride that wave of um whatever's trending engagement and all that crap yeah well you you know more than most <clears throat> yeah yeah. No, I don't. Not anymore. No. So if I did like a search of your timeline for the phrase "Your Honor," there wouldn't be like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there wouldn't be like two hundred tweets in that format. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just razzing. Um, I think I might I mean, at least you're doing that. At and- some point, Twitter is pissing me off. I mean, at least you're doing that and not doing like, you know, uh, United Trey style hot takes. I mean, that would be so much worse. Um, Quote tweeting every single freaking thing. People do that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. But uh, yeah, thanks. Um, Ah, Right back at you. There. There. (laughs) Ah, Twist and Perry, sir. Um. So yeah, we so as it stands, yeah, we're, we're top of the league, with, and we've still got a game in hand on uh, on Man City. Uh, but that game in hand is coming up soon. We got we got like a big week coming up um, where we've got to play uh, Leicester. Uh, no, Leicester away. We got Leicester away this coming Saturday, um, and then we've got our our game in hand against Everton at home. Um, now we did. <coughs> Everton have weirdly become like a bogey team for us in recent yeah. years. I don't know how, um, but yeah, it doesn't seem to matter how shit Everton get. <laughs> Every time we go to play at Goodison Park, uh, we just we we fuck it somehow, and uh, that was the same same this time. Obviously, you know we got they got Sean Dyche, they got big big Sean at the wheel, so that's probably gonna. I don't know. He'll Thanks. either save them from relegation, or if he doesn't save them from relegation, it won't be his fault somehow. I always feel like when it's Everton, who can really be up for a game against Everton? You know, it feels like a such a slug. And it's like well, if it's Man City or United or United or Liverpool, Chelsea, there's players feel I suppose a bit more motivation. But it's like it's Everton, and I feel like we when I watched them play Everton, it was rather slow and. It just felt like maybe a bit too complacent after beating United, and they just like didn't I think, really get yeah, into I, the game. My theory about that match is that um, I don't think Partey and Erdegaard were a hundred percent fit. Yeah. Um, I think Partey because Partey picked up like a rib injury. I don't think he didn't look totally comfortable. He was taking because, like you said, he was very slow. He was taking a long time on the ball. 
um not really running around that much and I, yeah i don't i think he he was playing when he wasn't 100% and it ended up costing us and i think Erdegaard as well didn't look as um didn't his movement didn't look as uh as sort of sharp and as bright as he normally is so I, yeah i think we Th- that hurt us. We were playing with a team that wasn't 100% fit, and it, it, yeah, we we lost from a set piece, which is you know that's the that's the only way, um, you know, to to, to quote Sean Dyche. But it, yeah, it, it I th- I mean, from an Arsenal point of view, we always used to have a lot of fun playing Everton. I mean, like we we used to then we we beat them like seven nil once under under Wenger, didn't we? Like back in like that might have even been like the the invincible season or the season after, I think it was like one of the opening fixtures of the season, and we we beat them seven nil. Um, yeah. So it was like it, you know, we, and we always we always used to get like pretty high score lines. Like it, it always used to be kind of a fun match because we would just for some reason against Everton we would just always run riot. Um, mm. But yeah, in more recent seasons, they've they've somehow become like I said, kind of a bogey team for us. I, I don't I don't really understand how. Um, I get like, remember, like, sort of like Klopp level of of excuses, hee hee ha ha. But like, I mean, the pitch looked pretty shit at Everton as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what how big or small plan, it is compared yeah. to the Emirates, but it's like I don't. I think Sean Dyche probably deliberately like you know don't make the pitch as nice as uh, the yeah. Emirates and just like just have it a terrible pitch and that's that's kind of to his advantage. And it's like. Yeah, I know. I know the thing about Goodison Park is that it's it's notoriously very difficult to take corners there because of how uh, small the pitch is, but also how close the stands are to yeah. the pitch. So they've got like the like the the corners, like the pitches, like the edges of the pitch, are obviously on like a slope, so that they can get all the underground under pitch, you know, sprinklers and heating and all that in there. So taking a taking a run up for a corner is basically impossible because you have to run yeah. up like this very <laughs> sort of very short but very steep incline while you've got a load of fans behind yeah. you. Um, so yeah, I know that like yeah, like taking set pieces is I, 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 obviously the Everton players are used to it because they you know they got to do it every week. But yeah, I know that like taking corners at Goodison Park is uh, is apparently very difficult. Um, so yeah, it probably is like you say the. Because it's one of those old stadiums where the crowd are right on top of you, and the pitch is—it is—it is, it is crazy that we don't have like a regulation <laughs> pitch size um, yeah. in uh, in in this sport. I mean, every—I think every other sport has like you know a regulation uh, pitch size where you have to have certain dimensions. It's really funny that in football, it's like. No, you can have it a little bit wider or a little bit yeah. longer depending on like how you play your game. Whatever, we, think- we don't care. If Everton were like qualifying for like Europa League, I think they would have to go by. I think it is a rule in UEFA that you have to have your pitch at least, you know, playable. You can't have it yeah. bumpy and muddy and dry yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Premier League probably should look into that. But anyway, I think yeah, I think it, it's it's not even like a Premier League thing. It, it's it's a it's a sport it would have to be like at FIFA level like that yeah. FIFA would have to say like yeah if you're going to play football professionally the pitch has to be these dimensions but they don't and so every every stadium has a different sized pitch yeah. uh, you know and it, it has slight differences in sort of how how long or how wide the pitch is yeah. it's yeah well, I don't I don't 
to be fair, I don't necessarily mind width or length or whatever, but it's just more like the condition of the grass. It's about how you use it. Yeah, width, yeah. length, you know, it, it's more about, you yeah, know. It's more it's, about the, the how big it is. Rent. It's, the, yeah, the, the girth of, the, you know, yeah. it's about, you know, it, it's actually, you know, actually, some people say that's actually uh, better than having it, you know, a long, uh, you know, having yeah, a, just have like the a girth one inch, of the pitch. Is one like, inch long, but, yeah, five like inch five wide. Five inches wide. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Fine, totally fine. The tuna can. Total joke. <laughs> uh, little, uh, <laughs> cocktail sausage kind of thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, live update from uh, Champions League. Man City are beating uh, Leipzig 1-0 with just about an hour gone. Oh, that's that's um, great. Very good. Good good for them. I mean, hopefully if they if they put all their focus into winning that, like I said, we can that might also help us mm. uh in the league. Um but that's the other thing is bloody Europa League going to play on a Thursday again. Oh, good. Anyway, yeah, we did all right though, didn't we? I mean, like for the first part of the season, we did, we did okay, right? I mean, we lost, we lost one match to PSV, yeah. and then in the league, we, we were fine. We've lost, we lost that one match to United, but other than that, you know, I think, I think we'll be all right as long as. Well, I suppose it'll give like newer, newer players like Kivior if he gets a game, or maybe, maybe Trossard might get a couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's a it's it's a chance to use the rest of that squad, um, which you need to do over the course of a season if you are, you know, if you're going to win a title. Um, well, so yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it'll probably be that will be sort of when we use players like that. I mean, Trossard already uh, sort of coming into the squad a bit more. I mean, he, he started in place of Martinelli because I, I believe Martinelli has started every one of our matches so far this season in the league. Yeah. So he started on Saturday uh, against uh, against Villa. Um, having come on as a sub and scored his first goal the weekend prior against Brentford again, another great, another great piece of VAR. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, I, yeah. Problem, it's just the shit refs again. Like it's not necessarily VAR. It's just the fact that the no, it is, yeah, because it, it. it's it's not even like it's a brand new thing anymore. Like it, it's been in place for like four years now. Like. Yeah. I can't believe that they're still, they, they, they truly are just like folding their arms and just being like, no, uh, no, no, can't, don't, don't, want no, to don't it. know how to use it. No, no, no it's too I'm complicated. No, no, no. And it's then just, I, yeah. Lee Mason's been um, dropped. He's no longer, out, he's no longer a referee or whatever. He's basically been sacked. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he I think he, uh, he, yeah, he left, I think, which was, yeah, sort of like a very, it seemed very clear. It's one of those situations where it was like, okay, you've got to, you've got to say you're resigning, or we've got to fire you. Um, <clears throat> we have pictures but, of you in the car with a yeah. dog. Yeah, <laughs> Keith Lard style. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Howard Webb. I get Howard Webb's kind of taken a, a tougher line on it, which I guess is good. But I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see if it results in anything because famously, like the the, the thing that like the referee. Uh, kind of hierarchy in the Premier League love to do is sort of just do these sort of knee-jerk things of like, oh, we're going to cut down on handball. We're going to clamp down on like handballs. Um, so like for like six weeks, uh, everything is a handball. Or like, you remember like the, a couple of seasons ago, they were like, we're not going to, like all the sort of pushing and shoving in the penalty area in the lead up to corners being taken. We're not doing that anymore. Like, you know, if, if we see someone, you know, tugging a shirt or pushing someone, that's it. We're going to give a penalty. And they did it for like 
three or four games at the start of a, a season uh, a few years ago, and then it ju- you, they just they just dropped it because yeah. it became kind of too. It became impossible to enforce. It became you know like too controversial. So this could end up being one of those things where Howard Webb's like, yeah, I'm going to shake up VAR. Um, we're going to do it properly. We're going to do it right. So and um, yeah, first move is we're going to yeah we we're going to apologize to the teams that we fucked over because it wasn't just us, was it? It was uh, it was Brighton as well that had like a an insane decision go against them. Um, and we're going to get rid of the guys that are fucking up and making mistakes. And it's just sort of like great. That's a great first step. Do you intend on making a second or third step? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the answer is usually no. But we'll see. We'll see if there is anything if anything actually comes out of all of this. Um, but starts, yeah, it's just it's if it starts affecting um, them, I won't name them. But uh, if it starts affecting them, then it might have, have to be changed. As we, I just feel like it's never gonna. It's it's just it's yeah, yeah. It, that's that's sort of how they've yeah. I mean, that's how sort of you know Bruno Fernandez built, built his reputation as being one of the you know one of the best midfielders in the league was because he scored like 10 dodgy VAR penalties in a season. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Can't, we can't, we can't talk anymore about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got, yeah, we've got Leicester coming up and then Everton. Um, you're going to be brave enough and to make a decision uh, or a, 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 sorry, a prediction rather, not a decision. Well, Leicester. Well, they've found they found. Ooh, that could be a tough one because they found they've somewhat got a bit better over the last few games. Mm. Um, so this might be quite. Hmm. Maybe a two-one to uh, to us. Maybe or a, I think yeah because we be have another one of those we, crazy but, games like last like Villa. Another one. It like, could be yeah. I mean it it for all of the. Uh, sort of recent troubles we've had with Everton. It's we've had basically the exact opposite with Leicester. Like in sort of recent history, we've we've done pretty well against Leicester, mm. uh, whether it's at the Emirates or at the King Power. Even sort of, you know, even when we had, you know, even with like David Luiz and Pepe in the team, we still managed to to win. Um, so I, I yeah, I think it's pretty confident we can get a result there like you said it, Leicester have sort of Leicester have become so unpredictable um, but I don't know uh, yeah I think I think we can do it against them and then at, at home to Everton we we should well, I, I really hope we do batter I want, I want yeah. a 4-0 at least <laughs> so, yeah I think yeah because I've had enough I don't care yeah. if they're the one uh, it's Arsenal and Everton like the one the two teams who have haven't been relegated from top flight football, and it's like, yeah. well, you know, one of them's got to go. And yeah, I don't give a shit. Everton, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, the, the fact that they're now being managed by Sean Dyche as well yeah. is just like Which make it even nah, better. Now nah, you can fuck off. Yeah, it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The couple of like good players that you got in the team, let them let them go. You know, they get relegated, let them go to you know, let them go somewhere else. And then, uh, yeah, nobody has to worry about Everton ever again. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. It, yeah, if we do, do, maximum points from these next two matches is sort of uh, imperative if we are to, if we are to mount a serious title challenge, obviously. Yeah. But, um, 
it's been a crazy season, folks. You know, we it, it's uh, you know with it's you know what with just uh, you know COVID and everything. It's just been crazy. Yeah, with lockdown, with all the celebrities yep. getting together and singing, singing songs yep. and doing TikToks, yep. crazy TikTok dancing and. Mm. Uh, yeah, have you seen this? You heard about this? These TikToks, man. That that reminds me of um. <laughs> did you did you see that uh the Judd Apatow film The Bubble that came out on Netflix? It was all no. about like COVID lockdown. I have not. Awful, awful film. Um, but there's this weird thing in it where it's like because it, it, it it's all about like uh these actors making a film that's like like the part of a franchise. I think it's Cliff Beasts is like the the fictional like franchise that they're like uh, making a film for, and uh like one of the actresses in it is played by John Apatow's daughter, mm. and she's like like in the film she's like. She's not an actress. She's just someone that's popular on TikTok for doing TikTok dances. And everybody in the film is like, oh, TikTok dances. Oh, tic- the TikTok dances are so annoying. But then they just do like, like they do like multiple, like full length, like TikTok dances in the film with like the whole cast. And it's just sort of like, well, which is it? it I, is it, are they stupid and annoying? Or do you actually think they're really good? Or is it? Is it a case that you think it's good when you do it because you've got like you know Pedro Pascal or whatever <laughs> in your movie? Like, it, I, which is it? Because it's like, I think you're right. They do suck, including the two that you're making me sit through in this fucking film. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Don't watch that. That's a that's a an anti uh, recommendation, uh, which we'll get to later. Anyway, um, was there any other? Is there any other like football stories? Man United might be getting bought by um, uh, uh, Qatari oil barons, yeah. um, but it's good actually. If if their if their club is an oil club, yeah. um, it's good oil. Uh, but our the, oil is is nice. It's ethically yeah. sourced oil. Yeah. I saw that Goldbridge is already sort of saying like, like he's already saying like, oh, nobody said anything when the World Cup was being held in Qatar. Everybody <laughs> loved the World Cup. It's like, yeah, nobody had anything bad to say about the World Cup being held in Qatar. You're absolutely right. I was the Fucking only one. <laughs> yeah. I was a lone yeah. voice. Yeah. No, he's not even, he's saying that it's like, you know, like, oh, suddenly, suddenly everyone's mad at United for having <laughs> Qatari owners. Yeah. It's just like, nobody is suddenly mad at Qatar. Like it, uh, yeah. It's the agenda. But it's the agenda the back agenda. again. <laughs> but yeah, I. But the, the funniest possible outcome is that the Glazers might just end up still owning it. Like they might, like the Glazers might get more money from their investment group and just keep the club, which would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> After all that complaining and protesting, if it, like the Glazers just stay where they are. <laughs> Some le- epic trolling there. Just yeah. like, psych! <laughs> what we were leaving. Add you for a second. Yeah. yeah. Like that bit of The Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, oh, we're not fucking leaving! Except everybody, well, all the fans of every other club start cheering and the Man United fans are crying into their uh, green and yellow scarves. They're green um, and yellow with anger. Yep. And I stand for this, even though I still pay for a season ticket. Yep. And I, yeah, I commute all the way from... Um, London every week. <laughs> can't really point fingers. Cannot. Can't. Re- shouldn't. Shouldn't really open yeah, that box well. of uh, not living in the place <laughs> where you support the team of. I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, is is there any is there any other sort of pressing football news we've got to talk about? There's nothing. No. Um, oh, quickly to the BBC. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I am. I am literally just looking at the uh, the, the sports. The yeah, right, the sports I'll just page. Shut the my football. Tab down then. Um, no, I mean, it's I, all about the it's all about the Champions League and the yeah. Arnold Clark Cup and that. So. It's just basically every article is like uh, this player has a point to prove. This manager has a point to prove. Silence critics. Point to prove. Silence critics. Unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah, silencing the critics is like everybody's that's that's the hot new phrase on everybody's lips. It is it's very funny to kind of to see it in the world. I think I feel like it was it was happening a lot more around the World Cup. It's died down a little bit now, but you you still it it any time that yeah, a player is like not doing so well and then they have like a good game. It, it, yeah, it, you're, you're like, oh, they've answered the critics. Or they'll be like, right at the bottom of the page is like, former Man City player now plays for pub team. Yeah. Read about their life. Yeah, I find that I'm on on Sky Sports News, um, and I guess on BBC Sport, actually, I'm hearing way more about uh, Al Nasir than I ever had to before. Suddenly, I can't imagine yeah. why that is, but uh, yeah, this... This team in Saudi Arabia, I'm suddenly getting weekly updates on um, when I never did before. Um, I don't know why I have to hear about them. My Instagram uh, search is like, well, especially during transfer window, it was like photoshops of any Real Madrid, Barcelona player, a PSG player in an El El Nasir uh, t-shirt. I I, I got to a point where I wasn't sure if it was real or not. I thought, (laughs) <laughs> is Cato Navas signed for oh, Sergio Ramos? What's, what's real now? It's AI, man. A, AI is getting, yeah. you know, it's getting terrifyingly it's, accurate. Yeah. It is. The other day there was a video of me smiling and laughing and having fun and having a girlfriend. Nah, I, I could have told you that was fake. Life. But it wasn't real. Or is it an alternate dimension, you know? Well, multiverses are very hot right now. Multiverses of madness? You mean yep. Twitter? Um, but yeah they reckon Al Nasir are gonna they're gonna try and get uh, Wilfred Zahar when his contract's up which would be very funny to imagine him and Ronaldo just two two of the biggest babies (laughs) two of the biggest tantrum throwers in the game in the same team with each other very 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 cool goats Uh, two goats the two goats yeah Zahar, the goat of, uh, I, th- I, my, my mum's, my mum pointed out he always looks like he's about to cry. Um, it, so he, yeah, he's the goat of looking like he's, uh, yeah, always about to cry. Oh, hang on, we have got some breaking news here. Breaking. Leipzig. Um, Leipzig have equalised. Oh, uh, so it is now uh, one all. Court tribunal. We've got the money for it. Take him to court. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I suppose that yeah, that's the other big thing that's happened since we last recorded oh, yeah. is uh, Man City are uh, 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 the Man City are going to jail. They're all going, um, to yeah, <laughs> for like financial breaches Fair. that go back as far as two thousand and nine. Yeah. Apparently, um, conspiracy theorists on Twitter already reckon that the the informant that sort of tipped off uh, like the FA or whatever were uh, is Mikel Arteta. Why do you need an informant? We could all go on like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, transfer market. 
websites, and you can see how much they've been spending. Like it's like it, like he only he only worked there for like two years. Like, oh, he, like like I said, like this shit goes back to like two thousand and nine yeah. when he was still playing. Like not even playing for Arsenal. I think in two thousand and nine he would have still been playing for Everton, wouldn't he? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, yeah. Like the the idea that like he was there for two years and was like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sneak down to the archives and just look through a- <laughs> look through all these financial records. Oh, just pop that on a USB stick for later. Who knows oh, when that will come in handy that would be a great when I film. might become manager of a team that's rivaling City for the title. The Oceans it should be Oceans 11 but with all the Arsenal players. Yeah, Oceans 11 but it's yeah, it's, it's XXI like Roman numerals. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Like Yeah. Saka coming down the ceiling hanging by a thing, he's got to open the laser. All the lasers are yeah. Everywhere. He's like the he's the, the he's like the little gymnastics guy that does yeah. all the like yeah the twisting and turning, and then like uh, you got like um, uh, Gabrielle and uh, uh, Rob holding like the two guys causing a diversion by pretending to have an argument. Yeah, um, and one of them you know you can a- extract. No, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty funny. Yeah, one's got to have a really bad London Cockney voice. Yeah, we got. Uh, we, so yeah, we've got the only American in the team. Uh, Matt Turner would yeah. naturally have to try and do the worst. Oh, no, mate, or British, isn't it? We're in. We're in some right Barney here. Or, or be London. Oh, Barney trouble. Barney rubble. Trouble. You, you at the apple and pear, love, or mm. British mashed potatoes. Yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah. So yeah, so everybody's been running wild with like what what might happen to City because this has never this level of kind of uh, charges have never been brought against a team before. Um, so everybody's sort of theorizing, you know, like nothing nothing is off the table as far as people are saying. Like you know, they could get their titles revoked, all the trophies they won, they get taken off them, they get booted out of the Premiership, and then potentially booted out of the Football League. Um, mm. They get a points deduction. I mean, what's actually going to happen is that they will get they'll get fined, uh, and it'll be like it'll be framed as like the largest fine of its kind that's ever been imposed, and the yeah. fine will be like two and a half million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like oh, the the biggest fine for this type of thing that's ever <laughs> been done, and like City will just be like, okay, fine, done. Like, I maybe, I'll, maybe a free I think I've got point- that in my I've got that in my back pocket right here. Like, <laughs> one point deduction. And uh, Guardiola has to sit on, in the stands for f- two games with a with a, a dunce cap on. He's got with to sit with a big pointy hat, ankle. a big pointy hat with a D on it. And uh, at halftime, everybody just spends the whole ten minutes in the crowd just pointing at him, going shame, <laughs> shame. You come down shame. to the to the pitch like Cannibal Lecter in a stretcher with a mask on. Yeah, yeah, they, they wheel him on on like a, yeah, little trolley. With uh, yeah, muzzle over his mouth, and he's got to stand in the center circle, um, and they'll put a microphone in his face. And he has to say, "I'm sorry," and then everyone else would go, "Shame, shame," and uh, and then he gets and then he gets sent to bed without any dinner. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, yeah. Oh, that was the other. Yeah, John Yems uh, was the other thing, wasn't it? That I think that happened in between when we last recorded in this one. The the uh, the Crawley Town manager that was like super racist. Um. And the FA were like, they banned him for like, what were they banned him for? Like six months or something? Like, like he would have, he would have got a longer ban if he'd been caught gambling. But uh, mm. like, because he was just racist, 
um, to like all the players and staff at the club. Um, he gets banned for banned for six months and again uh, sent to bed without any dinner. So the FA clearly not messing around here. They're yeah. taking this very seriously. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, John Yems, you are it's a belated one, but John Yems, you are the junior funners dipshit of the week. Punishment uh, should fit the crime. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And that's what we're doing here. So we're setting things right by labeling him dipshit of the week. And now that now the problem is solved. Um Yeah. Anyway. So is it, that that is truly it for football now, isn't it? I am I'm, I'm kind that's, of sick that's of talking it about for football. Fo- I've I've had enough. I'm football tired of doing this now. Is, I've had Dead to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Too much money in the game. It's ruining it. Oh, it's ruining the game. It's, yeah. It's, it's very funny to hear, still hear people complaining about that. Like, it's, it's like, like it, it's technically correct, but it's like the time for complaining about that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so late to be complaining about the amount of money in football now. Like, it's just like, it's just, it, it's the way it is now. It's the way that the, the fucking thing is. Like, it's just, be, that's how it's being run. You should have, we should have done more about it when uh, Abramovich yeah. tried to take over at Chelsea. The uh, the can't put the two back in the toothpaste. Can't put the yep. Can't put the the cum back in the balls. Can't put, um, the, can't put the pee back in the balls. Can't put the can't put the pee back in the balls where everybody knows it's stored. Um. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we will return with a segment. Segment you know, that exciting. Um, so yeah, back in, uh, back in a moment with more, with more content for you little hogs. Content, content. Con, 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 content. <laughs> All right, be right back. And we're back. So, um. As promised, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some uh, content. We're gonna do some format. It's not really format. I don't know. It's the thing. We're just gonna talk about a thing. <laughs> um, so I, 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 this sort of came about because I, um, I can't remember where I heard it, but uh, I heard Talk Talk, uh, the, the song uh, "It's My Life" by Talk Talk, which is a great song. From the uh, from the eighties, um, I think I, I must have seen it on TV or something, um, or heard it on the radio somewhere. But I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a great song." And then it remi- I remembered that in the early two thousands, I was like, "Didn't uh, Gwen Stefani do like a cover of this that was quite popular?" Um, it turns out it was actually it was no doubt it was sort of off the back of her solo success that um, I think no doubt. No doubt had like a greatest hits album or something coming out, and they had to like put a song out, so they, they did a cover of that. But it was, I remember it was all over like <clears throat> MTV and the music channels at the time. Um, but it sort of prompted me to look into that era of Gwen Stefani and sort of look at her like you know, a solo record and that. Um, with you know, she had, she had a lot of big songs around that time, you know, what you're waiting for. But Holler Back Girl, I was like, that's like, uh, that's still very uh, popular. I still hear that being played out a lot. You know, I've got uh, some of my showbiz friends are, are DJs. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I, I still, people, people still love that song. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a Neptunes produced thing. You know, it, it's sort of very stripped back, but it's got that beat and it's got the sort of, you know, 
the horns and it's lyrically there's you know it's very kind of just easy it's a you know it's a it's a pure earworm you know it's got that pharrell magic on it um but i remember at the time and i was sort of looking it up that like <laughs> like the critical reception to it at the time was sort of split between like oh yeah this is like a fun pop song to like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Like, like people, like, like the kind of, um, you know, sort of Rolling Stone type writers, you know, guys in sort of jean jackets that uh, care very much about who gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, <laughs> were like, "Oh, this is so annoying! This is the most annoying song ever recorded." And it was for like a couple of years after that, there would be articles about like the worst songs ever made. Or like the you know the worst songs of the two thousands, and that song would come up quite a lot. And I feel like as time has gone on, that kind of attitude towards it, I feel, is sort of dissipated. And I think everybody basically now agrees that it's pretty much a a classic. You know, it's 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 been like twenty years since it came out or thereabouts, and it's uh, you know people still people still love that song, and it's fun, and it's and it's crucially it's fine. Like it's not like it's it's not like offensively bad or annoying. <laughs> it's it's fine. Like, why are you so angry at this? Um, so yeah, that sort of prompted me to kind of think a bit more about how music critics and music writers, um, I don't think have ever been correct when they've kind of (laughs) like designated a song as the worst of all time, you know, because the, like the, the ones that sort of the, the ones that always sort of come up are like, uh, we built this city by Jefferson Starship. That's like, like yeah, like yeah. Lawrence just made a face, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Like that's like it, it's like that's like again. That's like it's those same like Rolling Stone kind of jean jacket shitheads that are just sort of like oh, Jefferson Starship used to be Jefferson Airplane, and they were from the '60s, and the '60s was cool. And it's like they just don't like the fact that they made like a big stupid '80s pop song. Which again is fine. Like if it had been made by any other artist, like it, like nobody would care. But because it's Jefferson Starship, and they were part of like the hippie movement or whatever, and they played at Woodstock, everybody loses. Everybody loses their minds. But like, yeah, like so, this type of um, kind of pearl clutching and hand wringing over stuff that's like the worst song ever made kind of made me think. Like I, I don't, I don't think like music critics and music writers very rarely get this shit right. Very, very rarely. Um, so I was thinking between us, Lawrence, we sort of we'll sort of try and come to like a consensus. We'll sort of work on a short list of what we believe to be the worst song of all time. Right. And then we'll sort of I've got the I I've I've very thoroughly researched this. I've got the Wikipedia article uh, for list of music considered the worst. Yeah. Um so we'll sort of we'll we'll sort of run it down. And see how you know the between you know what what our worst song uh, you know can how you know how our worst song matches up against the supposed worst songs by these uh, these various music writers and websites throughout the throughout the the decades and eras and stuff. So that's what I was thinking. Okay, <laughs> mine might be uh, hotly contested. Listeners, you may be sitting here going, you may be sitting on your nice cup of tea and you might go, what? Oh, that no. song? Yeah. I love but- that song. I hate this, <laughs> this guy's an idiot. 
So nobody nobody take any big sips of coffee uh, for the next couple of minutes yeah. while we talk no about this. No hot drinks near your things. Yeah. Hey, no no hot drinks because the takes are going to be hot enough yeah, it's for be you. burning your this. ears, not only yeah. your tongue. All right. Yeah. So, um, so like right off the bat, I was thinking because I like the, the all these songs that sort of get called like the worst of all time. I don't think any of them really are worse than uh, "Fireflies" by Owl City, if you can remember that song. It's sort I, of like I love that. It's a, it's such a bad, but it's kind of it's like it's like a McFlurry bit thrown in my face, and I'm like, I kind of oh, it's so bad for me, but I oh, it's ice cream, but it's. Because it really, it really is that kind of intersection where, like, uh, it was sort of when like emo kids started experimenting with like auto tune, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's it's like when that that subculture started to break through, like, kind of you know, sensitive sensitive guys with long hair that was swept over to one side of their face um, started sort of, like, yeah, exactly, yeah, you basically, yeah, young Lawrence, yeah, um, yeah. So, I but I I hate that song. It's so it's so twee and it's just so it's, it's so. The way the guy sings is so effective. I do not believe for a fucking second that that's that's the guy's real voice. You know that that's how he actually sounds. It's so fun um, to make memes oh, from on a, Twitter. Like you can make your own the, lyrics. You would not believe your eyes if ten million <sighs> reply guys liked your tweet <laughs> as I fell asleep. I don't but I I. I I, I would I would say that is a stronger contender for the worst <laughs> song ever made because yeah. of just how uh, just shitty and awful it is. Um, but I, mm. yeah, I don't know what what I, that's that was like I said that was the one that sort of immediately leapt to mind for me. What what about you? Because okay. I've got a few. Where others do that I we can begin? Okay, brain, come on. Uh, one song that I really don't like really annoys me. Is a song called. Is this the is this the the controversial one? Well, no, I'll lead up to it. I'll try and lead up to it. We'll lead, okay, we'll, okay, yeah, because we're gonna warn. Let's people see how people that. react to this one first. First one going. Okay, um, do you remember there was a song called uh, "Punk Rocker with Flowers in My Hair"? Oh yes, Sandy Tom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a nonsense statement. When when did punk rockers ever have flower in their hair? Like flowers in their hair. Like yeah. it just doesn't it just yeah never happened. What are you talking? Pure fiction never happened. We made it up. Yeah, it's basically sounds like when when I go on YouTube, I listen to something from the seventies or sixties. Where there's always people in the comments saying like, "This is when people were real musicians. This is <laughs> this is when we didn't have auto tune. When we were real or, musicians, uh, real singers. Yeah, like if you're still listening in 2022, you know and that's what like it feels like. like that. Reading the lyrics of this song, it just feels like, yeah, like her oh, sixty-seven, sixty-nine, and seventy-seven were like, oh, it was. Oh, I wish I could have been there. Oh, again, again, no punk rockers in sixty-nine. Yeah. Punk didn't it just punk didn't happen. It, it wasn't didn't it didn't exist then. No. It was yeah. You're like yeah, like eight <clears throat> years too early or six or seven no, years too early. I um I distinctly remember it. And I just hated it. It is. It's. It's the. It's. Yeah. It's the musical equivalent of a MySpace post saying about how you were born in the wrong era. Yeah. Like it's. It, it's like listening to that. You know, being like, oh, I was born in the wrong era. I should have been. If, if I was born in the sixties or the seventies, man. Oh, I wish I could have been there. I could have listened. 
could have listened to all those great bands and it's people act like those were the only bands available it's just like no music was probably worse than it is now like if you watch like a random episode of top of the pops from like 1977 like it's it's all you might get lucky and like get you know they, they might show like a fucking like thin lizzy song or something on there but other than that it's pure crap it's all just like filler and novelty songs and like just shit covers of songs from like the 50s and 60s like it, yeah pop music pop music like mostly sucks ass now but it was so much worse back then <laughs> but uh, didn't have auto-tune yeah oh yeah everybody was real <laughs> musicians yeah yeah, everybody, everybody knew how to play guitar, so that meant it was uh, it was better. Yeah. Um, should I go to my next one, or do you have one? Or? Well, I, I, my other example—it's sort of along similar lines to uh, to the Owl City one. Um, uh, hey there, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. Oh I God. think that is uh, no. <laughs> you. You gasped. No, no, I knew you were going to say it because I saw it on Twitter. I knew you were going to say it. Um, yeah, I, I did a post <laughs> about this earlier, but yeah, it's I. I think I think that is a really yeah, that, uh, the, irredeemably one, shitty song. That's another one where I can make a joke out of it, like on Hey there, Delilah, what's it like with great big titties? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. even even just hearing you jokingly sing <laughs> the opening line there. It's it it's fucking nails on a chalkboard to me, and it's just like, and then you read about it, and it's like the guy was like basically the the guy that wrote the song about the girl Delilah was like basically stalking her. Like I don't think she wasn't into him, mm. and he just wrote that. Oh. It, it it reminds me like that. Do you remember that news story a couple of years ago where there was like that guy at some uni, he might be like a uni in London, and he was like it like he'd been like seeing this girl for a couple of months, and she broke up with him, and he was like. I'm going to play piano on campus every day until oh. she takes me back. It's just like, that's, that's what Hey There Delilah sounds like to me. It's, it's, it's that. It's like, oh, you're not into me? Well, guess what? I'm going <laughs> to keep annoying you until you decide to take me yeah. back. This feels like someone thinks they're in like, Love Actually in this, this grand gesture. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's, the, it's, it's fucking romantic comedy brain where it's just sort of like, yes, I'm going to make this grand gesture and that'll somehow paper over the cracks of my appalling personality, and they'll love me again. That's what happened in the film. It should happen in real life, you know? Mm. That's how it works. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So, what, slight tangent, but like that was one of the things I liked about the Silver Linings playbook. I know not, not everybody liked that film, but it, it did, I do like that essentially the premise of that film is that like, like if, if people in romantic comedies existed in real life, they would have diagnosable mental illnesses. <laughs> And so it is about two people with like, you know, quite severe, uh, like mental illnesses. You know, you've got the, like Bradley Cooper's character is like severely bipolar. And Jennifer Lawrence's character is a, is a sex addict who sort of, she's a widower because her husband got murdered. Um, so like, it, like I said, like, you know, like that's, if that's basically how people act in romantic comedies, but if they existed in real life, they'd be diagnosed as such. So I, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, hey there, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. I think is that that's that for me is nailed on in in the Hall of Fame of worst songs of all time. My second choice, um, because this was used in so many adverts, and it pisses me off. The um, oh, yeah. Clean Bandit, uh, was it called? No place uh, I'd rather be. Where it's called. yeah, yeah, like I couldn't. I I don't. I hate it. Hate that song. Um, but I. I hear you. I I actually i i could still i could still probably listen to that song, but i i do i 
I 100% sympathize with the the thing of having to uh, just hear a song over and over again. Especially um, when it's, uh, is it Jesse Glynn or Glynn or Glynn? How do you, how do you say her surname? Uh, Gl- I, I assumed it was Glynn, but yeah. I don't know. I've never, I've never heard it said out when loud. You, her, you hear in, in every advert, I don't know what other song she does, but anyway. It's mm. just that one song, I just kept hearing it, and I just, I hate it. I just, I, I grew, yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, yeah, I could go to my third. This is where it starts. Well, I think I. Or if you if you'll allow me to to to, to counter, um, I got because I got another one here that I I think because I think this one maybe slid under the radar for a lot of people. Um, but uh, the I'm pretty sure I'm just going to look it up. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's called "The Adventure of a Lifetime" by Coldplay. And have you have you ever heard that song? Because I like I said, I feel like it slid under the radar for a lot of people. Is it a Coldplay song? So it's probably. <laughs> I was gonna it, yeah. try and pick a Coldplay song, but I felt like, oh, that's too easy. I was sort of like, yeah. With it, yeah. Th- this is sort of what I'm saying because it, that you could, uh, you could pick a lot of Coldplay songs, but this yeah. one to me feels particularly egregious because, um, fuck, and I'm, I cannot find it now. Um. Is that what it was called? It, it, is that even what it was called? Let's have a look. Yeah, there we go. Adventure of a Lifetime. So basically, just some, some context of this. Um, this came out in, in 2015, and it was sort of right after uh, Daft Punk, in the aftermath, it's not right after, obviously it's two years after they released it, but it's in the aftermath of when Daft Punk released Random Access Memories. So... Everybody has gone nuts for disco again. You know, disco beats are very hot, very in right now because of you know Daft Punk's work with with Nile Rodgers, um, and so Coldplay decide that they need to get in on the act and make a disco. They sort of decide that they're going to do like they're like, hey, we're basically like you two now, um, and so we're going to do like a we're going to do like a, a dance sort of a camp kind of dance record. Um, because that you know that's a that was a, like a famous period that U two had in the nineties. Conveniently forgetting that like that U two album that they put out in the nineties that had like those dance songs on uh, was shitty and everybody hated it. Like that's like everybody's like least favorite era of U two. Like it's just sort of, you know they were like oh yeah but we're we're big enough to sort of do that now I guess. Um, so they were aiming for like like a like I said Daft Punk kind of random access memories type thing. But they end up just sounding like Maroon Five. If you can imagine Coldplay, sort of like doing a watered down version of Maroon Five, um, and so it, yeah, it, it's just it. And then not only that, like the music video for it is them. It's it's the band at doing like a sort of Andy Circus style, uh, like motion capture thing as chimps. So they're yeah. they're like, oh yeah, they're all CG. They're all CGI chimps in the jungle, and they all start like dancing and playing their instruments. And the whole video, by the way, turns out to just be a, a just a giant advert for the Beats pill, the Beats by Dre pill, yeah. the little speaker that they released at the time, because the apes find the speaker and the song's playing, and then they all start dancing to it. Um, and it's just like I said, it, it's just it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like it, it's it's so awful. I'm gonna try and play a little bit of it now through my phone. So this is gonna be we'll get, we'll great. Get the lawyers on us. Oh, 
just sounds like, like you said it earlier, it just sounds like a fucking advert. Like. Turn your magic on, for me she'd say. For shit's sake, sounded like. Yeah, it does, yeah. I mean, that would have been a better. Honestly, that would have been a better line. I mean, like Coldplay have always had really, <clears throat> really bad lyrics, but "Turn Your Magic On" uh, is that's got to be up there, man. That that's is- so fucking bad. Yeah. So for everybody out there that's like, you know, like, oh, Coldplay, are like one of the worst bands ever. They've got a load of shit. That there is no, nothing in the Coldplay catalog for me is worse than that. I think that is that is truly so egregious. <laughs> Now that you mentioned Maroon Five, I was gonna. I've got. I've got a. I've got five now. <laughs> or maybe, oh yeah, I mean yeah, Maroon but, Five. <laughs> yeah, I mean Maroon Five could have a sort of category yeah, all of their own, but, really. I mean, yeah. David Getter never made as well. Song. He shall pay yeah. for his crimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he's he's done so much for uh, you know the civil rights movement. You know, he's, shout out he's done, to George Floyd. Shout out family. to uh, George Floyd and uh, and his family. You know, there's a lot of bad things going on uh, in America too. Actually, um, I don't know if you knew that, Lawrence, but um, yeah, he uh, yeah, David Guetta met. You know, he heroically made uh, a uh, a. a <laughs> A song that sampled MLK's "I Have a Dream" speech, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a rough one. But but, uh, um, but yeah, I yeah, like I said, I think if, if we could, if Coldplay are entering the conversation, that has to be the song. That has to be the song that ha- that is designated worst. I'll just I'll just say moves like Jagger, but then I'll move on to my actual choice. Yeah, I mean moves <laughs> like that. That was that's the obvious one. That the fucking the whistling the 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 the. <laughs> The the hubris to invoke Mick Jagger yeah. in such a shitty song, <laughs> and I think it's a similar thing with Swagger Jagger by Cher Lloyd as well, which I think is that that may even pop up on the the, the list of songs we're we're going to look at here. But yeah, I don't know if you remember Swagger yeah, Jagger yeah. by by Cher very, Lloyd. Well, I remember Cher Lloyd, but I don't remember the, necessarily the song. It got to number one, and there was yeah. it, it, at the time I think there was articles about like, is this the worst number one of all time? <laughs> Um, but it, again, it's sort of like a, yeah, like the, the, the hubris to invoke Mick Jagger in a song that is just, just cack, just worse than, worse than something you'd find at the bottom of your shoe. Like it, it's it, very, very, very funny to me. So yeah, like for, for Maroon 5 to sort of do that with like the weird, like whistling hook and then the fucking Christina Aguilera verse that sounds like she phoned it in from the back of her limo. Uh yeah no top to bottom that's a real stinker that's that's really really awful let's see let's let's test the waters with this one okay do you remember the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls yes that sucks yeah that's my third choice hate it yeah every yes. freaking girl I went to school with fucking this and that song fucking hate it yeah there was I think there was a period where legally if you were making a teen drama in America you you had to use that song on the soundtrack like at least once a season. Yeah. That's that just fucking those my head in. I think it yeah it uh, people sort of talk uh, about like oh, oh Nickelback Nickelback yeah. so t- Nickelback are the worst band of all like and it's like yeah, that sort of fucking Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls is easily as bad as anything Nickelback ever did. Yeah, and in, 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 to your point, probably in some cases worse. I would say that yeah, the sort of the 
the kind of overwrought kind of schmaltziness of it is just it's it's worse than like because yeah. I think Nickelback know that they're making Nickelback know yeah, that they're making yeah. Nickelback music. You know, they know that they're making shit. Yeah. But yeah, the guys in the Goo Goo Dolls were probably like Oh man, they were this like, song is yeah, so this deep. Is, oh yeah. This is so profound, man. It's like, yeah, this is really like yeah. And again, you know that it's it probably the, the the like the lyrical content probably does stem from something like we were saying earlier with like the the plain white tees guy, where it's just like some girl decided to stop dating the lead singer because he's an asshole, and he's like, oh, oh, what? Oh God, what could I do? Like, I what will I ever do? I need to get this down on paper. I need to get these lyrics down on paper, and you know, get in the studio immediately. Um. And then she'll take me back, you know. It's ugh, yeah. No, I think that's you probably. I yeah, you, you probably will get some pushback on that as a choice, but not from me. I, I agree. <laughs> that song, that song sucks ass. Now that I've got maybe two more, they may. I don't know which one to go with first, but I don't know if you've got any more. Well, the other one I was, yeah. the other one I was sort of uh, kicking around was. Um, uh, what's it called? Raise your hands by Reef. I'm um, not aware of this one. But no, you know it. You know, raise Reef. Fucking the band Reef. I'm I'm an Fine, elderly I'll, man. I'll, I don't remember play, everything. No, this is an old. This is a song from like the late nineties. Oh, place your hands. That's it by Reef. You definitely know it. Let I, me play I, it for I, you. I'm sure I've heard it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. See. That's enough of that fucking shit. I, I can't wait to see how um, how this fucks up my uh, Spotify algorithm. Incidentally, um, but yeah, I just I I hate that song. I hate that song. I hate everything about it. Um, it, it the Reef will once described to me as uh, like the British Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> as as if that's a thing that needs to exist at all. Like we we have one Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that's kind of they make. For every good thing they make, they can have bad stuff as it is. We don't need a British version of that. Oh, so I, yeah, we're not allowed to like every chili time, peppers from every, what I hear anymore. Everyone, everyone hates. I, it. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, but it, it's like it's like the Simpsons, isn't it? Like they, they've made. I would say the Chili Peppers have now made more bad stuff than they ever made good stuff. Yeah, I don't. I haven't listened to the new stuff. I haven't listened to the albums anyway. So. Well, exactly. Why would you? It's like they're 60 years old. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want to hear a 60-year-old scatting you know, about California? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, th- yeah, that would be... that. I mean, but that's more... I think that's maybe more of a personal choice to me. I, that I, It makes my fucking toes curl when I this hear is, that song. This is going to be hotly contested, I think. Uh, well, okay. we both might actually be. I don't know which one to go with first, but I'll just I'll go with um, use somebody, Kings of Leon. I know I'm a big Kings of Leon guy, but I hate that's the one song by theirs I really don't like. And I'll tell you who else hates that song, Kings of Leon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you spoke, if you if you told them that you hate that song, they would probably take your side. Yeah, that's um, that, that song got that. That's unfortunately that's. How they got really big was that uh, Sex on Fire. Sex on Fire is fun though. That's just a bit. I think yeah, I can still I can still listen to Sex on Fire and have a good time. But yeah, I think you're right. You somebody is just so uh, kind of uh, it, yeah. It's it's the soul has just been whatever whatever soul it had to begin with has just been sucked out of it. 
Um, and I don't, like I said, you get the sense that the band is sick of playing it as well. It's not yeah. really, it's not really typical of anything else they've ever done. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really sound like a lot of their other sort of <clears throat> song. Yeah. I, that, yeah, that, that song can do one. I've got my one last one. Now this one may start may start rights, but I don't know if you've got one. Um, no, I think I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave mine there because we need we need like I said we need to kind of whittle it down to one that we're going right. to sort of stand up against <clears throat> all of these other uh, all these other songs on here. So yeah, okay. What do you got? Who me? What? Oh, my choice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fuck it. Drum roll. Okay. Uh, Imagine okay. by John Lennon. I'm sorry. Ooh. I cannot abide. <laughs> I cannot. I don't like it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, this, because this actually, um, that's a, that's a very good point because on this list, there is, there is a Beatles song. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I would say that yeah, I, I would say that Imagine is worse than the song that's on this list. I would I would rather listen to the Beatles song that is on it. I mean it, I, we'll get into it anyway. I mean there's there's worse Beatles songs uh than the one that that is sort of commonly considered. You can probably guess if you're if you're a Beatles fan, you probably guess the one that is sort of, you know, bandied about as the worst. But um yeah, yeah, I think Imagine uh, it, it suffers from like most of these songs being just over overplayed to the point of uh, whatever kind of whatever initial kind of meaning it might have had is just completely gone. Yeah. Um it's it, yeah, it's overly overly schmaltzy kind of just sort of simple-minded <laughs> lyrics um from a guy that was like, you know, famously a big piece of shit. <laughs> Um, you know, it's sort of weird to be kind of lectured on like, hey, everybody just needs to be nice to each other. And it's just yeah. like, okay, you first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe get in touch with your son that you abandoned. I yeah. don't know, man. Like, like, yeah, like maybe stop abusing your wife. Or yeah, any of your wives, yeah. really. I mean, you know, like it, it's not just your current one. You know, the the one you had before, or any of your previous girlfriends. But yeah, just maybe it's don't. Like, uh, so shame. Everyone, it's another band. No, you're not allowed to like on Twitter anymore. Is the Beatles? Well, the Be- everyone hates the Beatles on Twitter, and it's all because of John Lennon. Well, I I, I don't know. I, I, I the Beatles kind of came back around in vogue. I think because of uh, the the Apple documentary. You know, the the Peter Jackson oh. thing. Everybody was sort of like kind of back on board with the Beatles. There was there was I one feel. or two like very contrarian types music people who are like yeah, live tweeting watching it saying, I hate this, this band sucks, oh that song sucks and it's like we'll stop watching it, aren't they? I mean, yeah, I but those people have always existed like I yeah, yeah. And the, the important thing is that you don't need to pay attention to them because yeah. when you ask them like what oh so what like so like Okay, we'll discount the Beatles then. We'll say that, you know, the Beatles aren't, you know, as great or as important as everyone else says. What to you is like the most important band of all time? And they'll be they'll say some shit like, oh, the New York Dolls or whatever. And it's like, oh fuck off. Prob- like the New York Dolls are great, but like fuck off, man. <laughs> like get out of here. I don't I don't have to take you seriously. Like, get out of here. Uh, and Steely Dan, we're not allowed to like Steely Dan anymore. Nope. 
Well, no, I, I, I think I don't know. I, th- I think it's been ruined by to, like Steely Dan, but like yeah, like Steve Albini is from that generation that was like kind of railing against that type of music. I, I like Steve Albini's allowed to not like Steely I mean, Dan. In fact, like him not liking Steely Dan is kind of what fuels his greatness. So I agree I, I'm that they did end up sounding like a David Letterman band. Like when you when it's to like the first record and how di- you know yeah. that was good. That's good, but then when they in the later years, it's just it's not. I th- well, yeah. The the difference sort of between that first record and the later ones is that like the first record is that they were an actual band. You know, they yeah. had like a full, uh, like full time lineup. By the time it got to like later in their career, they were just like they were two guys writing songs using session guys for every single record. You know, there was like a different lineup of musicians playing all the instruments on every single song. So, yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, everyone, everyone likes Stevie Dan a little bit. I think you know. It's just you're you're a boomer. Oh, you're a boomer. Well, that because it, it's like they've sort of been like readopted by like you know like people like Mac DeMarco and you mm. know like, the, the, like artists like that. So it's sort of like they've kind of become cool again. Oh, we but... can't like Mac DeMarco either. Oh, because um, one of his band members was um, came was as outed as a. You know, Sex fender or whatever, and he's not in the band anymore, obviously. But um, oh, okay. So, we're not so this to... is you railing against cancel culture. So we can't, we can't. Mac DeMarco's <laughs> no, no, cancelled. Well, we in that case, to be sure, that's not Mac DeMarco. But obviously, that was a band yeah. member. But again, I think because also because Mac DeMarco pretty much it became really successful, and uh, you know, of course, you're going to get pushed back. Yeah. But I like Mac yeah. DeMarco. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yes. Um. Anyway. We got to pick a song that we can sort of go, we can sort of use to go head to head with some of these songs on this uh, on this list here. So, from the ones that we've talked about, what what can we what what would you say is is objectively the absolute worst, like the shittiest one? Because I think it's interesting. We've chosen songs from a very specific era. I think none of our songs, uh, songs predate like that from like fifteen years ago. I was gonna say, I think yeah, like the oldest one's probably either that, either that Goo Goo Dolls song or the Reef one. There's none of them are from like sort of earlier than like the mid nineties. Yeah. Um, but what? Yeah, what? What song is so shit that we could uh, sort of put it alongside any of these and be like, nah, this one's worse. I'd have to look at the list. Hang on, oh, dear. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Dead air. So I mean, I'm always just gonna. I, my go-to is always gonna be uh, Fireflies by Owl City. You know, my my first choice. I think that is. I for me, I think that is that's the strongest candidate for like the worst one. Um, yeah. Um, apart from the first two lines of that song, I just think are funny to just a meme with on the internet, on Twitter sometimes. But other than that. Mm. Um, it's all a bit that early 2010s, very post emo, sort of yeah. not quite over it just yet, but uh, it was on its ass. I mean, I'm looking at this list. They've got they've got Nookie by Limp Bizkit. What? I I love Limp. I want don't spoil it. <laughs> Sorry, I should cut. That um, 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 it's well, no, I mean, I yeah, but um. 
Yeah, I'm just so I yeah. Let's have a look here because this goes back to like the 50s and 60s. But yeah, I think I. So what? Uh, what were the 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 first couple that you said you, you that clean bandit song you didn't like? Yeah. Um. Um. Oh man. The what was the first one I said. Uh, oh, the punk rocker flowers in my hair. Yeah. Oh man, that is a bad one. I, 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 I'm still, I don't know. Maybe it's personal bias. I'm still going to push for fireflies. I think it, it, it just, it incorporates, <laughs> it incorporates so many like foul elements, you know, like it, it's, it's trying to hit so many different things and failing at all of them. And it also feels weirdly, uh, sort of cynical in the, you know, in that it's sort of like, oh yeah, but like, you know, Teenage teenage girls in their bedrooms on MySpace are going to eat this shit. Actually, no, it's probably a few years after MySpace. Teenage girls on Facebook are going to, you know, and MSN are going to like eat this shit up. They're going to have like lines from it as their screen names on MSN and shit. Um, yeah. Oh, if, I mean, yeah, I didn't even mention Fallout Boy. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, again, oh. you could ch- similar with Coldplay. You could choose any Fallout Boy song, but yeah, I think Sugar We're Going Down is a candidate for one of the worst songs ever made. Just the lyrics, are, the lyrics alone, let alone like everything else about like you know, fucking Patrick Stump, the lead singer. Like, really, <laughs> it's so funny to me that he like really properly fancies himself as like an R and B singer, <laughs> and he just sounds he he sounds exactly like he looks. He just sounds like a sort of chubby little redheaded white guy <laughs> you know in a pop punk band it, yeah but he's like st- like trying his hardest and singing his singing his heart out thinking that thinking that he sounds like Akon or whatever but it, yeah it's man yeah but anyway I don't yeah anyway Fireflies should we so um, let's have a look so the first song on here that I actually recognize is MacArthur Park by Richard Harris. So like, you know, everybody knows MacArthur, you know, left that the cake out in the rain, you know, fucking, oh no, I don't ever have that recipe again. Oh yeah. Um, that is on here uh, for some reason, even though like people love that song. I don't know why. <laughs> um in 1992, Miami Herald journalist Dave Barry conducted a poll among his readers who uh, selected the Harris original as the worst track ever recorded, both in terms of worst lyrics, along with Melody uh, by Jimmy Webb, and worst overall song. I didn't know that Jimmy Webb co-wrote that song. That's nuts. Um, this is despite the fact that it topped the music charts in Europe and Australia and won the 1969 Grammy for Best Arrangement Accompanying Vocalists. They really have a Grammy Award for everything. It's like they've got like they've got like ninety different categories. Like it's kind of kind of makes the Grammys seem like bullshit, doesn't it? Really, if you if you sort of what the Grammys? Is, uh, yeah, I mean it's sort of like why do they need a be- they they have a category for record of the year, song of the year, and album of the year? And usually it's the same like song or album that wins all three. Like it's just sort of like why do you why do they need to be separate things? Um. <clears throat> Fill, anyway. fill time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, what? Well, yeah, what would they fill it with? Like I said, they've only got they've only got eighty nine other categories. Um. Anyway, yeah, the song would become a number one hit during the disco era again, uh, in the form of a nineteen seventy eight cover by Donna Summer. It also be spoofed by Weird Al Yankovic in nineteen ninety three as Jurassic Park. Um. I feel pretty comfortable in saying that Fireflies is worse than MacArthur Park. I mean, it, 
at least there's a version of MacArthur Park that people like, you know, like like Donna Summer managed to sort of turn it into a like a <laughs> like a disco song that people liked and got to number one and can dance to. I don't see anybody doing that with Fireflies. I'm sure there's many uh, covers on YouTube of ukulele covers and oh yeah, or um, ragtime covers. It seems to be yeah, or like yeah. Uh, my favorite one is uh, is drum cover. That's a great genre of YouTube video where it's just some guy playing the drums with no music. Mm. Uh, like fantastic, man! Like who is that for? Like I tr- like who wants to? Uh, man, yeah, who wants to listen to that? Um. Anyway, yeah, so as I alluded to earlier, the, the next one on the list here from the 60s is, uh, is a Beatles song, Obladi Oblada. Now, this is weirdly controversial among, uh, like, st- stupid boomers, I think. Um, yeah. Because I will contend that not only is Obladi Oblada not the worst Beatles song, it's not even the worst song on that album. No. I think there is there are far crappier songs. Yeah. On the white album than Obla Di Obla Da. Obla Di Obla Da is actually quite fun, yeah. and it's just sort of like, you know, it's a fun little goof. You know, it, it's it, who cares? It's just no, music but, yeah, has to be serious all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So it like that's that was another thing I noticed on this list on under um not individual songs but uh, like albums that are uh, considered the worst of all time. There's uh, Screaming Lord Such. Uh, Lord Such and Heavy Friends, the album that he made with uh, Jimmy Page, John Bonham, Jeff Beck, Nicky Hopkins, and Noel Redding, and like again, it's sort of like again those sort of like boomer Rolling Stone type people um, that are like again, you know, very very interested in the politics of who gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, like they've oh, they've they've sullied their reputations. All those great musicians have sullied their reputations yeah. with this terrible record. And you listen to it, it's just sort of like, it's it's like Captain Beef. Like, it, it's no different from, like, Captain Beefheart or, like, even, like, even, like, the Stooges. Like, it doesn't really sound that much different than that. You know, it's like, oh, Lord Such can't even sing. He's a terrible singer and his lyrics are terrible. And it's just, again, it's like, you know, you listen to fucking Captain Beefheart or the Stooges. Like, it's like, the lyrics don't mean anything. And, like, Iggy Pop isn't, like, Iggy Pop's not, like, a great singer. He's just, like, a lot of those songs, he's just screaming. <laughs> like, I, yeah. So yeah, like it, people get like so uh, weird and uptight and kind of pearl clutchy about certain artists doing like weird things. Like, you always get like Frank Zappa listed. I mean, Frank Zappa was quite a good guitar player, but they always list him as like one of the most important artists ever. And it's like, can anyone name a Frank Zappa song? <laughs> I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. I do. I love Frank Zappa, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, yeah. I'm not- Necessarily saying he's shittering. I'm just saying, like, I, yeah, I, 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 you know, he's a really, he's really, it was a very good guitar player, but he's just like, yeah, can, no, they, I, ask I, anyone I, I, on the street, can you name a Frank Zappa song? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, because yeah, there's always those like lists that magazines do of like you know like the hundred greatest, hundred greatest artists of the seventies or the hundred greatest guitarists of all time or whatever, and like Frank Zappa will pop up on there along, and it, like he'll be ahead of like. uh He'll be ahead of like uh, like like Joe Santiago from the Pixies or something. He's just sort of yeah. like, man, everybody loves the Pixies. Like, it's like like he, like 
if I, it's so weird to just be like, to kind of do like Joe Santiago, like dirty like that. Just be like, you know, put him like, he's like 94 on the list, but Frank Zappa is 93. You know, it's just sort of like, oh man. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Obladi Oblada, it says it. The song was loathed by band members, John Lennon and George Harrison and was voted the worst track ever recorded in a listener poll organized by Mars Incorporated. It also appeared in Blender Magazine's 50 Worst Songs Ever, where it ranked as 48th. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think we can both agree. As kind of, you know, diehard Beatles guys, that is ludicrous. Not not even close to being the worst Beatles song, not even the worst song on the White Album. Um, I would go so far as to in, probably include it in... It, if I was doing like a top 50 Beatles songs. I might even include it in that. That's that's how wrong that is. I actually quite like uh, Obla Di Obla Da. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I enjoy that one. It's a nice fun one. Yeah. What would you say been, uh, is probably the... Oh, well. I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i to try and remember all the songs on it. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> but I just made the, the worst... Nine is... Worst Beatles song... Worst Beatles song... Just in general, not necessarily on the White Album, but you know. Oh well, there again. Um, oh, I don't know. <sighs> don't know. That's the thing. Um, I mean, because I think like, I think Piggy sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't um, think Rocky Raccoon's very good. <laughs> I never liked um, Help Skelter all that much. I don't know. I'd be probably. Uh, well, you're wrong. Um, Hell's Girl is good. All right, I never liked Revolution. <laughs> the the number nine, number nine. I, never, I always. Yeah, but that's sort of you can't. Uh, that's not, not really, really a song, though. No. Yeah, it's not really uh, a Beatles song, is it? It's. Um, that's the thing. Most of the Beatles songs I like, and that's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. It's a problem that they've got too many good songs. Um. Okay. Well, going down the list here, what else we got? Um. The Birdie Song by The Tweets, uh, a straight oh, cover like of the one. popular children's, <laughs> a straight cover of the popular children's novelty dance, The Chicken Dance by Verna Thomas, voted the most annoying track of all time in a 2000 dot music poll. Uh, the Clash guitarist Mick Jones also named it as the worst song ever written, along with Billy Don't Be a Hero by Paper Lace, as did Simon Burton in The Guardian. Um, oh, I like I that th- one. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is sort of a, a, a recurring thing. <laughs> a recurring thing with a lot of these is that like stuff that is just like a like a like clearly a novelty yeah. song. Yeah. Um, people deciding to just take it very seriously and being like, "Oh, this is terrible." They're not. They're not even. This is an they're not even trying. Like, it, yeah, this is a tr- this is an offense to music. This is a travesty. And it's just like it's not even supposed to be like properly good. Like it. Like if you're like you know. If you're like, oh, this is like the the Beatles would never have considered making something as terrible as this, and it's like, yes, you're right. It's not supposed yeah. to be like. Why are you considering that on the same level as like actual real music? It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah, Paul, I would say Paul Morley used to do that. That music critic. Oh yeah, Paul Morley. Fuck it. I, he used he to say, if, if I can't imagine Elvis singing this song, then it's not a very good song. So. <laughs> That is like the, that's like the shittiest, like most, that's the most like kind of music writer thing I can imagine. He was an, that is so 
perfect <laughs> that just like oh well if Elvis if Elvis can't sing, if Elvis if Elvis not going to sing it then it's not even <laughs> what are we even doing here because everybody knows that music uh, begins and ends with Elvis like that is that's just yeah. Yeah. He's year dot for all music. I think he was another one who didn't like the Beatles. I remember. I think. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because he, he like he's he's properly like pretentious and like yeah. He said something like, "They meant uh, no other bands couldn't be innovative. It was uh, it was only the Beatles who could be the uh, the number one innovative band or whatever at the time." I was like, "Well, fuck off." He had Fleetwood Mac. And yeah, I d- yeah. What I what is he? F- it, it, I don't know. What the fuck is he talking about? The Beatles were like super rich and decided to stop touring. Like what? Yeah. Like oh, the Beatles were the only ones that could be innovative in that way. And it's like, yeah, they probably could because they, they were the only ones it. that had yeah the time and the money to just stay in the studio and do it. Fuck off, yeah. Paul Morley. Um, what else we got? Oh, Ebony and Ivory by Paul Mac- Paul McCartney making his second appearance on this list. <laughs> Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Um, the duet used materials that constitute black and white keys on musical keyboards as a metaphor for racial harmony. It ranked number one in a BBC Six Music poll of the worst duets in history, and number ten in Blender's poll of the worst songs ever, and has repeatedly been described as saccharine for its heavy-handed approach to its subject. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've never met anybody whose favourite uh, song is Ebony and Ivory. I mean, like that, you know... Nobody's favorite Paul McCartney or Stevie Wonder song is Ebony and Ivory. Like that's just, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it that song does suck. I still would say, I don't, I don't know, maybe I maybe this is the first one where I'm kind of like, this is maybe as bad as Fireflies because it is just sort of there. It, it's it's the worst. It it sort of it encapsulates the worst instincts of both artists, you know, like it, it's, it's Paul McCartney at his most kind of like, uh, head wobbly kind of, Hey, let's just all try and get along fellas, you know? And, uh, Stevie wonder just kind of in his eighties period of just making like the most kind of, uh, the most sort of saccharine shit imaginable. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe maybe this is the first one where I'm kind of like, this is this is probably as bad as Fireflies. I don't know. What what's your read on it? Um, I feel maybe there's a well intention behind it at least. Uh, but- oh yeah, you can yeah, that, and that's I think that's also part of what makes it so infuriating is that it's like the fact that its heart is in the yeah. right place means that you can't go in on it too harshly. Because it is fundamentally like the message of it is fundamentally sound. It's just delivered in the <laughs> just the the yeah. smarmiest way possible. It's like that's the thing with Paul McCartney. He'll make some really good stuff, but then he has that tendency to make some real cheese. And uh... mm. <laughs> it is a real kind of like uh, get you a man who can do both scenario. In that, like yeah. you know, he's able to kind of do like this sort of real cutting edge. Like, you know, like he, he was the one that sort of introduced avant-garde music to the Beatles and kind of, you know, turned like John Lennon onto kind of like, you know, that sort of weird, like, you know, like tape loops and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but then, yeah, he's also capable of making, you know, a wonderful Christmas the time. Frog, <laughs> the frog chorus, whatever, frog. Yeah. Well, I, again, that's sort of like, it's difficult to get too mad at that because that is something that is specifically for children. But like, like Mull of Kintyre, I mean, that's a big piece of shit that nobody likes, right? That's. Apart from Nottingham Forest from fans, from the bagpipes, I, I, don't, yeah. know, I don't necessarily 
have either issue with, I don't know, whatever. Don't they play it, they, to it all the way through. I, yeah, as soon as you hear the bagpipes, turn it off. They play it at the city ground before all of the uh, Nottingham Forest games. And it's, uh, yeah. Well, they, it's, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, what else we got? Oh, True by Spandau Ballet. That I will push back on. I think that's just a great song. Oh, that um, one. I like that one. Yeah. That's and just TM a good... Dawn used it for one of their songs. I love that. That's good. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's just, again, sort of like... Oh, what's popular at um, the time? Well, this is shit. Yeah. True was noted as the worst song ever by St. Petersburg Times music <laughs> columnist Sean De- Oh, the St. Petersburg, Petersburg Times. Times. Yeah. Um, and Guardian journalist Luke Williams, uh, Williams' colleague Michael Hand described the track as dreadful wine bar soul. Oh, God. This guy probably does end, <sighs> end up in a wine bar on his own. Right? Yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah, if you if you don't go to gigs and drink pints, you can In your leather fucking, jacket. Yeah, you can die in a house fire. Um, Seattle Post-Intelligencer critic Robert... What the fuck? This is the thing. All of these things are sort of like... They get branded as like the worst song ever made, and then you read the actual publications that these writers Some write guy. for, and it's like... Yeah, it is literally just some fuck. It's it's like oh oh, uh, uh, musictoilet.com writer Rufus Shithead branded the song worse than AIDS. Uh, it's just like that. That's what all of this shit amounts to. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's got a uh, thing now. We've got to invent <laughs> musictoilet.com. Music toilet, Rufus Shithead, fucking <laughs> this worse than AIDS. This yeah, um. Yeah, Seattle Post-Intelligencer critic Robert Jameson called it the worst love song of all time, not even close. Um, The track also appeared on the Houston Press, 10 songs we never want to ever hear, sorry, no, 10 songs we never, ever want to hear ever again, ever. Very bad writing, too many commas in that. Um, While the line, I bought a ticket to the world, but now I've come back again, was included in Enemy's 50 worst pop lyrics of all time. Enemy really throwing stones in glass houses there. A lot of the artists that they really kind of, a lot of the bands that they really uh, kind of, you know, sort of push have, I would say, equally bad, if not worse lyrics than that. I bought a ticket to the world, but now I've come back again. I I think that's actually pretty funny. Like uh, Jolene and the Jing Jang Jong. Yeah. Like every every indie (laughs) band that they saw just happened to see in a pub at that time. Right, let's get him on the cover of Enemy. This yeah, is the turns next out most that important they're... band since The Cure, since The Smiths. Yeah. And by the way, The Smiths are shit now we... because this band are here. Yeah. Like, I remember reading, uh, I think I've talked about this before, but I remember reading a, a, a review of a Hard Fight single in uh, in The Enemy, and uh, the writer was saying that, like, he was comparing them to The Clash, but explaining why Hard Fight were better than The Clash. Um because they, he was like, they said, like, surely the Clash are the most overrated fucking pop band of all time. I think that is, I think that is verbatim what he said. He said the Clash are the most overrated fucking pop band of all time. Uh, and then he said, Hard Fight sound like they've had sex with someone other than themselves. Um, and it's just sort of like, yeah. So it, it can't just be like, oh, we like we like this song, we like Hard Fight. It's like not only are they good, but the band that like everyone else likes are shit compared to Hard Fight. This colon would rather die than compromise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Four pound for entry, three pound for concessions, which is the only concessions they'd make because they'd rather die than compromise. 
yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like I remember reading an interview with I think it was an interview with Ian Brown around like maybe two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, and I. I think at this point, Kate Nash hadn't even like released an album, but they asked Ian Brown in the interview, is Kate Nash the voice of a next generation? And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, I, ob- no, obviously. But like, why are you, why are you bothering Ian Brown with this? <laughs> like, it's so weird. Um, anyway. Yeah. So they got, yeah, that one again, uh, loses out to uh, to Fireflies. Agadoo by Black Lace. Again. I love Agadoo. Fucking, again, just like a novelty song that's for like weddings and shit. I, like, it's, it's, the song was voted the worst of all time by a panel of professional music writers and industry experts published in a 2003 Q magazine poll. It was also banned from being played on BBC One for a period because it was not viewed as a credible song. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that, like the meeting that would have had to take place. It's like, I give it, is it actually a song? <laughs> God, or is it, song. it's, it's just instructions for like a novelty dance. Like it, it's, yeah. But again, I think like it's, it's so weird to get that wound up about it, to take it that seriously. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Here's another good one. Susudio by Phil Collins. Um, just like, I don't even like Phil Collins that much, but Susudio is fine. I, 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 getting mad at Phil Collins is, for me, getting mad at Phil Collins is the same as the, as the people that get really mad at Steely Dan. It's, it's just like, oh, you are, aren't you so cool and edgy? Aren't you, aren't you trying so much harder than everyone else? Poor Phil Collins, he's in a practically paralyzed now. Very sad. Um, and he's, isn't he deaf as well? Like he, he can barely hear as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's sad. To be fair, I think Phil Collins, well, Genesis era Phil Collins, I mean, it's some okay song. I don't mind. His version, of, uh, his version of You Can't Hurry Love, I think that's great. I like I like the follow me, follow you. Anyway, that's a point. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so on, on Susudio, critic Michael Saunders of the Sun Sentinel named Susudio as the worst song of the rock era, whatever that is. I think, you know, um, describing it as insipid and indefensibly stupid. Uh, Guardian journalist Tom Service wrote, Susudio brings me out in a cold sweat. There's no colder, more superficial sound in popular music. Uh, Michael Musto, oh, Michael Musto can fuck off. In the Village Voice listed it as the second worst song ever and said that it could have been the theme song for the third, oh my, it could have been the theme song for the Third Reich. It was that insidious and evil. Like, I said, you know, this was worse than AIDS as a joke earlier, but he's like literally, he's literally saying it. Um, Hitler would have loved this song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This song is so bad that Hitler would have loved it. It's like you go back and play it for Hitler, he just his head would explode. Um, I would have saved a lot of bother, actually. If you go back in time and play this song. (laughs) Creative loafing Charlotte writer Matt Brunson, again, what the fuck is that? Creative loafing Charlotte. Um, called it the worst song of the 1980s. The track has also been criticised for sounding similar to Prince's 1999. Uh, Mark Caro of the Chicago Tribune labelled it a rip-off. Okay. I mean, it could just be that that was a very common way to produce songs back in the 80s. I don't know. Um, we Built the City by Starship. Told you that would be on here. The single from the group's album, Knee Deep in the Hoopla, is often cited as the worst song of all time. 
is ranked number one on Blender Magazine's list of the worst songs of all time and the 10 worst songs in the 1980s by Rolling Stone. It's called The Worst Song of All Time by GQ and the AV Club named the song as uh, one of the worst songs of all time in a reader's... Oh, by, so it's named as the worst song of all time by GQ and the AV Club and named as one of the worst songs of all time in a reader's poll in the New York Post. It has been disowned by the group's co-lead singer, Grace Slick. Um, so, Given into yeah. peer pressure, honestly, honestly, people. I d- yeah, like I said, I, I think that's it's, it's bullshit that everybody piles onto that song. Um, <laughs> Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. I mean, again, it seems very weird to sort of pick on that. It's just sort of like a, as far as I can tell, basically a novelty song kind of sort of for children, but maybe not, you know, it, I, I don't know. It feels like something from Sesame Street. It feels weird to get that mad about it. Yeah. Um, man, we've been going very long here. Let's just yeah. skip through a few more of these. Um, so going to the 90s to the 2000s, we got <laughs> Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. I do agree with that one. I do think that that song yeah. fucking sucks, mainly because of the people that like really like it. Like, the people that like are very proud of the fact that they know every single word to that song. Um usually like people that you need to avoid uh, <laughs> uh but yeah no that, that song sucks um oh what's up by four non blondes um that i indefensible just a great song legitimately a great, i think linda perry's a genius that song rules that it's insane that that is even in the conversation of worst songs of all time um yeah no that's that's so stupid composers carl barrett oh carl barrett Carl Barrett from the Libertines thinks it's the worst oh, song of all time. The Libertines. <laughs> oh, oh man, we could have had a couple of. I I could have picked a couple of Libertine songs for this. Man, they I they fucking suck. I, or maybe I maybe not because Libertines would be controversial because people love the Libertines. But I could have picked a couple of dirty, pretty things songs. Like I'm sure that yeah. What's oh, up by Four Non Blondes is worse than anything that the Dirty Pretty Things recorded. Yeah, fucking right. Um, so Carl Barrett and Stuart Braithwaite named this track as the worst song ever. Um, Dean Ween said it's as bad as music gets everything about this song is so awful that if I sat down and tried to write the worst song ever I couldn't even make 10% of the reality of how awful that song is very weird that a guy from Ween is sort of saying that this song is terrible and if I tried to make terrible music on purpose it wouldn't sound as bad as this I don't know (laughs) I don't know if that's the road that you should go down if you're in Ween personally I don't mind Ween, but like, you know, like, come on, man. Um, Tara Dublin of the Huffington Post wrote that it's without question the worst song of the 1990s. Not even fucking close. Are you kidding me? The worst song of the 90s. What's up by Four Non Blondes? What are you, how much crack do you have to smoke to think that? A lot, probably. Probably. No, to be fair, I'd, I, I have to hear this song because I, I probably have heard it, but I don't. Um... Oh, you don't. Let's have a look. Let's <clears throat> come on. I mean, we're we're this. Uh, I don't know. The lawyers will probably get onto us. We're playing. We've played Coldplay. And now we're playing. Uh, no, I think because we're we're because we're talking about it. Yeah. We're, we're, it's technically criticism, isn't it? So I think we're okay. Oh. Right. Yeah. I see. No. It's not. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a dip up and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? 
So that yeah, I, that I, that you can fuck off if you think that that's the worst song of the nineties. Literally, right underneath it is Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby <laughs> <laughs> on the list here. Oh, great. Uh, Blobby's self-titled Christmas release is regarded by many as the worst single of all time. But it's just it a kid. It's a novelty song. <laughs> it doesn't count. It has been ranked at the top of various worst song lists compiled by journalists and those created from public opinion surveys. That is... That's a wonderful juxtaposition of kind of like, you know, all these sort of like uptight fucking like guys in rock bands being like, what's up by Four Non Blondes <laughs> is the worst song ever made. And then literally underneath it, Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby. Um, and then underneath that, yeah, you got Barbie Girl by Aqua. Um, again, novelty song, yeah. novelty dance song. I, why get this angry about it? Because it was popular, like it, because need to sell paper, need to. <laughs> yeah. It did like it. It, it Can you yeah. Said in the anime is worst song ever. It's not supposed to be good. <laughs> Literally, it says here in in the enemy's unranked uh, list of thirty two of the very worst UK number one singles of all time. Oh, and it was voted number one in the enemy awards for worst single. So there you go. That yeah. Literally verbatim of what you just said. Um, life by Desiree. Now that yeah, that is stupid. Uh, that song. The lyrics are really. Uh, you know, life or oh life or oh life. Uh, uh, yeah, criticized for the line. I don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight I fear the most. I'd rather have a piece of toast and watch the evening news. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Um, still, still would put it over. I I'd take it over fireflies. Still, I think. Um. Then we got Nookie by Limp Biscuit, as you mentioned earlier, listed in oh Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed's list Buzzfeed. of the thirty worst oh, songs ever written. Who remembers Buzzfeed? Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I I love their article. Uh, twenty six things. Twenty six uh, things you didn't know you did you didn't notice you did know. Yeah. That you didn't notice. Uh, the yeah all twenty six the all twenty six letters of the alphabet ranked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> BuzzFeed contributor Ryan Broderick said it should be against the law to be Fred Durst. That is yeah. some hack fucking bullshit there, man. It's like like Fred Durst sucks, and I, I think Limp Biscuit do suck as well, but to just be like, it should be against the law to be Fred Durst. It's, that's, that's the same as the people that like pile on Nickelback. It's like, it no, like, that's... I don't listen to um, a whole lot, but I, ha- I was on YouTube and I had a little segment from Chapo Trap House where it talked about the Woodstock... 99 documentary oh yeah just like he had moby basically trying to throw everybody under the bus yeah because he was that he was in the dance tent but no one was coming to see him so it was like oh poor moby (laughs) everyone was watching the biscuit and not me yeah it's yeah it turns out moby's like a big piece of shit doesn't it like it's it's weird he sort of he seemed like he was maybe kind of cool and then yeah now it sort of turns out that he's like a big fucking gross creep yeah Crazy, that. That's weird. Hmm. Anyway, um, scan through a few more of these. Thong song by Cisco. Uh, I don't know, man. I, again, I don't. I don't think that song's meant to be. Tom de long, de long, dong, dong. Yeah. <laughs> Who let the dogs out by the Baha Men? Again, just a novelty just, song. I don't know yeah. why you're that angry about it. Um, oh. Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows featuring Vanessa Carlton. That is, uh, that I think is legitimate. I think that that could be a contender for the worst song of all time. 
that might actually be worse than fireflies. I'd have to hear it again. I just like. Oh, you've you've heard it before. I, I'm sure I have, but I need my mind needs refreshing on these things. Oh, God, like, okay, let me hang on. <sighs> you know, I, there's so much in my head that I I have to like think about all the time. Just like. Whoa. Paradise and put up a oh, fucking lie. Okay. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. I can't listen to anymore of that. So that's it's, a cover. Oh, right, yeah, it's a cover of the right. Joni Mitchell song. Okay. Um, yeah, the cover of the 1970 Joni Mitchell song, Big Yellow Taxi, was featured in the film Two Weeks Notice. Village Voice named this cover the worst song of the 2000s. I think I might. This is maybe the first one that I think I might actually agree on all of these points. Uh, Enemy included it on its list of the worst songs of the 2000s, and <laughs> Ultimate Classic Rock highlighted the song in its terrible classic rock cover series. <laughs> That's very funny. Ultimate Classic Rock getting super defensive over Joni Mitchell is very funny. Um, <laughs> the Village Voice scathing review of the cover is archived and displayed on Joni Mitchell's website. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, really, really bad. Um, that's, yeah, that, that's a real stinker. Um, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Yeah. It's sort of just like, it's been done. Like that's, yeah. obviously that song sucks, but. That was just everywhere, number one, whatever. All the yeah. mums and all the nanas liked it. <laughs> I think it, yeah, it's just sort of, it's, I think it, I, I will say in James Blunt's defense, he seems like kind of a funny guy. You know, he seems yeah. sort of. For a guy that makes such awful music, he's sort of got like a uh, quite a, a lot of self awareness. Doesn't really care that people yeah. hate him. He kind of just like um, just turns so think, up you know, two like, of the enemy awards to collect the you know worst artist of the year award. Just turns up, just like whatever. <laughs> yeah, he actually yeah, like I said, he sort of seems to be sort of fairly self aware for a, a guy like that. It's just a shame he doesn't make uh, yeah, shame yeah, that blame. he would just make better songs. Yeah. yeah. In 2014, Blunt issued a public apology for the record, blaming its ubiquity on the record company's promotion tactics, which I think is fair enough. Yes, they probably they they went insanely overboard, like you said, just pushed it everywhere, everywhere, every advert, teen drama, <laughs> like every, yeah, everything. All the nanas kept um, playing. Radio Two kept playing it. Yeah, uh, my humps by the Black Eyed Peas. I feel like there's a few Black Eyed Peas songs you could hmm. sort of. Nominate as the worst. I don't. I don't think my humps is. I don't know. Yeah, it, I. I don't know. It's difficult to pick one Black Eyed Peas song. To be honest, I think they've got so many uh, genuine stinkers. The one where they um, had to change the lyrics because of a certain word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, the. Uh, oh, what, what's it called? Tonight's tonight's gonna be oh, a yeah, good that, night. Oh, tonight's gonna be a good night. Uh, that should have been in but, my list. I yeah, that's that that's one. a really bad one. I hate that one. Um, uh, Rockstar by Nickelback, obviously. I mean, like the song, I, it's the song sucks, but we don't yeah. need to talk about it. Yeah. Um, oh, Baby by Justin Bieber featuring Ludacris. Oh, you got to have Justin Bieber. Is the, yeah, I mean that's the the amount of hate that Justin Bieber gets is very funny. <laughs> um, because like. Everybody was like, "Oh, Justin, B- Justin Bieber. That's oh, Justin. That's gay. That's for girls." And then like everybody, like every like straight guy, sort of like between the ages of like twenty and thirty, all the way through the twenty tens, 
would just unironically listen to Justin Bieber yeah. at all of their parties, and every time they, every time they go out like clubbing or whatever, they would all dance and sing along to all of his songs. But then they would all like make fun of each other for liking it. It was just sort of like, yeah, um, yeah. Again, that song is by a child for a ch- for children. I mean, yeah. Um, don't really, uh, yeah, very weird to get, like, to be like, oh, this, we used to have real music, like, like Led Zeppelin, and now we've got Justin freaking Bieber? Oh, God. <laughs> like, it just like, like, fuck off, man. Like, it's, uh, like, uh, like, I'd say go talk to your kids, but they probably stopped talking yeah, to you a long time ago. Of course, Dad. Yeah. Um, Miracles by Insane Clown Posse. I mean, that's that's the famous fucking Magnets, How Do They Work song. Um, weird to single out a, an Insane Clown Posse song as the worst of all time. Because it's just like, like if you're going to be like, oh, this one, <laughs> this singular Insane Clown Posse song is bad and is the worst of all time. It's like, buddy, have I got news for you about the rest <laughs> of Insane Clown Posse's output? <laughs> Like I, that was that just happened to be the one that crossed over, but everybody was like, "Yeah, no, this is one of the worst songs of all time." Get out of here! To the Joker, they're just posse. <laughs> that yeah, they're the regular clown posse. <laughs> um, Friday by Rebecca Black again, yeah. a a novelty yeah. song by a child that wasn't meant for public release. I think it just ended up going viral. Yeah. Like it just became like an internet thing. Um, but yeah. Friday has widely been described as the worst song ever recorded, attracting derision for its weak lyrical content and its vocals that were excessively processed by autotune. Again, sung by like a 13-year-old girl. Um, Produced by Patrice Wilson, the song became an internet sensation, making it the subject of multiple parodies and ridicule. Um, Showed her that everybody, yeah, they really put Yeah, they really put that small girl (laughs) in her place. Put you in your place. Fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, and then oh right underneath that we got we got the aforementioned Swagger Jagger by Sher Lloyd Mm. Um, Missing Andy singer Andy Greaves now we all we all love Missing Andy Um, we've all definitely heard of Missing Andy yeah Uh, Alex Reeves named this song as the worst track ever it appeared on the enemy's unranked list of the 32 very worst UK number one songs of all time I mean, it is, yeah, it's very funny that that got to number one and nobody seems to like it. Like, it's not even like one of those things where it's like, because it's been long enough, that was 2011, so it's been long enough that, like, the generation that would have bought that song to presumably get it to number one would kind of be old enough now that they'd be like, they'd have, like, a nostalgia for it and be like, oh, yeah, I love that song growing up. No, no, but there's not even that. Like, it's <laughs> like it, this This would be sort of, you know, a decade later, this would be the period where, like, Cher Lloyd would be, like, maybe doing the rounds on the festival circuit, kind of cashing in on the nostalgia for that song. Yeah. And it's just not even there. <laughs> it's just like, it's it was just a total anomaly that it got to number one in the first place. I just think that you start to realize that the, the, the charts are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, they really don't matter anymore. Like, it's, like it, it's as much point, as they. As they much, just, it just became much, a conveyor belt. This one's number I mean, it, one. It's, whatever. The, the the proof is that like the <laughs> like the Christmas number one used to be like the biggest thing that mattered in this country, and now it's like it's it's been the same guy for five years in a row that like just does the same fucking novelty song about sausage rolls. Like it, it doesn't. Nobody cares anymore. It, it, like it's that easy. Like it's it's yeah. <laughs> As much as charts never really mattered, like they really don't matter now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, what else we got? There's nothing else really that's worth talking about. Uh, Jake Paul. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, any any song but, by Jake Paul is obviously going to be terrible. That well, line in the song expect. "England is my city" just really that is a mindfuck. <laughs> Like, what? what? There's it, it was a one of the lines from the song. It's every day, bro. I think it's he has one one of his crew or whatever. He's got like some English guy, and he has a little line. Oh, he no. says something like "England is my city." It's like, uh, what? Yeah. The fuck are you saying? I mean, that's yeah. I don't he's know like, what. Again, not sure what anybody expected from Jake Paul, but yeah. yeah. But he's like, is he the one that's a boxer now? One of one yeah, of those well, one of the Paul Logan boys Paul is, a boxer. is in WWE right now. And yeah. uh, Jake is doing, I think, I can't, I think it's Logan Paul does WWE and J- Jake Pauls does the wrestling. The boxing. The boxing, yeah. rather, yeah. B- yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. so uh, that's, that's sort of pretty much, I mean, there's another Justin Bieber song on here, but I can't be bothered to, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Fireflies would sort of go up against most of those and come out on top in terms of the shittiest song ever made. Yes. Um <laughs> It's time to take another break, and then we'll come back with some cultural appropriation. Yeah. We're going, we're going real long on this episode, yeah. but we've been <laughs> away for a while. So, and I'm busting for a piss. So, all right, back in a minute, and we're back for the final segment. Um, so we spent the whole show pretty much talking about um, <laughs> shit that sucks that we hate. So now let's talk about some things that we like. Uh, we're going to do some cultural appropriation, and here is the theme song for that. <laughs> And there it is. So yeah, cultural appropriation is where we make some recommendations for you, the listener, uh, for things in culture that you might enjoy that we have also enjoyed. Um, Lawrence is on a real hot streak at the moment of recommending uh, either nothing or stuff that his infant nephew has enjoyed. Uh, so can't wait to see what okay. you got for us this week, Lawrence. <laughs> okay, just this week, you just a couple of records I've been listening to. Um, I see. Is let's see, uh, uh, Dope Lemon, with a mm. uh, I've I've talked about them before. They came out with an album um, late late last year uh, called Rose, um, yeah, Rose Pink Cat- Cadillac, mm. and uh, very enjoyable. Very you know, it's the same sort of uh, psychedelic vibes and all that sort of thing. It's really really. Fun, sort of like a like a Tame Impala. Yeah, type, he is uh, from Australia. So. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It's so, very sort of mix yeah. of uh, naturally the Mac DeMarco meets mm. a Tame Impala kind of big deal. Sort of one type of white guy crossed yeah. with a different type of white guy. And um, <laughs> you can imagine such a thing. Now I know they've had a new album come out recently, but I'm not recommending that. Um, I was out of curiosity. I heard. Uh, the 1975, your no, favourite band, yeah. and you, you're yeah, good love, friends with the lead singer, Matty yeah. Healy. You support, you support everything that he's doing. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. He's uh, a great guy. <laughs> now, um, Paramore. Um, oh, not, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're recommending Paramore I, like, on, to, on my to show? Be fair, I just was listening to an album they came out with five years ago, after after I thought, you know, it's 80s pop sort of stuff, but I thought it was all right. I didn't mind it. There you go. <laughs> you are on. You are on thin ice, man. I, I might have to. I might have to abandon this segment, what, man. I like you are, you... Williams, right? <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. 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 And I was just out of curiosity. I was like, dirty old man. I heard. Yeah, we're the same age. 
We're the same age. <laughs> I'm like a couple like of weeks sunny. older than uh, <laughs> Like always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, like 40 years old? We're the same age. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. But to be fair, I thought, you know, it's a bit of the 80s kind of pop kind of thing. But it's like 80s, sort of very sort of upbeat 80s pop music. But the lyrics are like, you know, I want to kill myself. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always a fan of that. I, yeah. yeah, I do like that, you know, sort of, you know, sort of upbeat pop music with a kind of darker lyrical edge, but I just find it hard to believe I could uh, ever enjoy a Paramore record. But just, you know, as an exception to the rule. Okay. We got, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily you know, listen to Paramore, but I like Keely Williams. And I thought, give it, I gave it a listen of curiosity. And I was like, yeah, it was all right. Filthy, filthy yeah. pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Um, okay, forced Groover. to leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, no, I mean, you know, this. Uh, what would podcasts be without differences of opinion? Well, we you know, know that it far. would just be. It would be, you know, people. People. What are, what are people not going to talk over each other? Come on, get real. Yeah. I like. Okay, I like that we don't talk e- over each other too much because. Some podcasts, I'm like, Jesus Christ, stop! Everyone, stop talking. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the fact that there's just the two of us. I mean, when we do talk over each other, it's usually because there's like a massive delay. Yeah, the internet sucks. And- uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's typically not intentional. But yeah, um, so those those are your two recommendations: yeah, yeah. Uh, Dope Lemon and Paramore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I- <laughs> Just a bit of a guilty pleasure. Just a bit. I'll, uh, yeah, I, it's it's it's. I mean, it, it's fine. What am I? T- I, you know, if I if I if I truly like lambast you for that, am I uh, am I any better than all of the like? You know, am I any better from Rufus? Uh, am I any better than Rufus Shithead yeah. from MusicToilet dot com? This music you know? Hitler would love. So that means actually, yeah, exactly, I would like yeah. it. Should I? Paramore. I would rather listen to a car full of dead babies <sighs> being thrown into a, a lake than listen to one second of Paramore. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's 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 uh, Rufus Rufus Shithead from <clears throat> MusicToilet.com. Dan um, <laughs> uh, I'll uh, I'll recommend. Um, I think. Oh, it, in the intervening time between the last episode and this one, uh, we we lost uh, Trugoy, uh, Trugoy the Dove, aka Dave from De La Soul, um, which was a, a huge bummer and very uh, kind of extra tragic, given that they're they've had this sort of long, this kind of decade plus long battle to get the rights to their back catalogue so that they can put it on like streaming services because for a long time, I think De La Soul are one of the few acts that have kind of never had their full catalog on streaming that like not by choice. I mean, people like Neil Young and whatever have kind of, you know, like deliberately kind of pulled their catalog from streaming services and stuff. Uh, well, he initially Neil Young pulled it because he wanted to promote his stupid, uh, MP3 player, the, the, the porno, uh, player, whatever it was. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, it, and then all of his stuff got added and now he's taken it off because of Joe Rogan. Um, so, Thanks a lot, Joe Rogan. Um, 
but yeah, I, De La Soul have like they've they've struggled for years to get the rights to their back catalogue because I think they signed a couple of bad record contracts and early on in their career, and there was obviously a lot of issues. The 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 amount of samples they use, particularly on their on their first album, Three Feet High and Rising. I mean, there's loads of samples on there that they probably didn't have any of the rights for uh, because back then nobody had the rights to any of the stuff they were sampling. Um, so they had finally got the rights back for their back catalog and all of their stuff's going to be available in like, I think literally in like maybe like a week's time, I think like it, it's like at the start of March, their stuff is finally, finally going to be available on like, you know, Spotify and Apple music and Amazon and whatever um, after years and years and years of not being available anywhere. But uh, it's, it's a shame that uh, yeah, Dave won't be around to, to see it um, to kind of, you know, see like a whole new generation kind of discover their, their music. Um, I think I've recommended some of their stuff before, but I mean, I, you know, just check, I, once you can, once you're free to check it out on any streaming service you choose, check out like, you know, their early stuff, you know, Three Feet High and Rising, De La Soul is Dead. I mean, all of that is just, it's fucking, it's amazing. It's so good. It's still, it was so far ahead of its time, even, you know, like 30 years ago, it was so far ahead of its time. It's still so fucking good. Um, and it's really sad that that he's gone. So yeah, check out. Check out uh, De La Soul's stuff once it finally hits streaming services in uh, in a, a week or two. Um, and I'll also recommend the film X, uh, directed by Ty West, who's a, like a uh, fairly prolific uh, horror film director. I've, I've enjoyed some of his other stuff. He's, he's contributed uh, segments to like the the VHS series of films, like a sort of you know like a found footage anthology series of films. It's basically like a a bunch of like short horror films, kind of put together in kind of you know it's like a framing device to kind of put them all together but uh, yeah x is uh is it's sort of like a cross between the texas chainsaw massacre and boogie nights it's a bunch of uh bunch of young texans go to a rural farm in texas and uh to make a porno and uh and it all goes wrong uh to put it mildly um so can't uh, get but his it's penis working huh you can't get his penis working That's well it goes, to- it goes wrong so, no spoilers, but you know that would be, to be honest, that would be the least of their concerns. You know, they, they, that would be that'd be a win. You know, compared to what does happen. Um, but uh, actually, you'd uh, you'd you'd like it, Lawrence. There's a really good cover of um, uh, "Landslide" by Fleetwood Mac in it. <laughs> two of the two of the lead actors do like an impromptu acoustic cover of uh, uh, "Landslide" by Fleetwood Mac. And the guy, the guy playing the guy in the film who plays guitar is none other than you guessed it, Kid Cudi. Um, oh, oh, he got he got uh, dissed by uh, well, he um, Kanye West didn't he say something about him? I think yeah, he's mad because he's he was <laughs> Kid Cudi is also friends with Pete Davidson, uh, so Kanye kind of disowned him. This is this was before Kanye went full uh, Nazi, yeah, um, and so I th- yeah, I think Cudi's probably like. Oh man, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to worry about being friends with that guy anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we I, we can't. Uh, oh, Yitler, as he's now called. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't really want to talk about him too much anymore. <laughs> it's depressing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out X. Um, it's on. I think it's on Prime. If you if you got Amazon Prime or access to Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun if you like uh, if you like horror films and exploitation films and all that. Um, yeah, we've gone. This is a, a pretty long one. I'm wondering whether to separate this into two parts, but uh, maybe. I, yeah, <laughs> just have it, the football I, was part one, and then th- this is part two. 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we'll um we'll see you again soon. If you want to get in touch, we're at juniorfunners at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, we're at juniorfunners. Uh, Lawrence is at IB Online. Oh no! Um, if I you forgot wanna... to say, don't recommend my Twitter because I'm uh, I'm in I'm in a sulk. Oh uh, yeah, but if just... you want some really good, uh, you know, like format tweets about yeah. like you know uh, your honor or having to choose between tits or ass or a third thing, <laughs> uh, you can follow Lawrence. Um, or if you want to, you know, if you want to, like Lawrence said, if you want to see someone just quote tweeting stuff and making fun of it all the time, you can follow me. I'm at Crispy Willis. Is that, um, a, is that why everyone's ignoring me? Have I become too much of like a robot? Who knows? It, I mean, it, it could be that they're not actually ignoring you and that like, you know, Elon is making just such a bad job of running Twitter that your tweets might not actually be like reaching anyone. <laughs> That's entirely possible is that like the stuff you're posting is just not showing up on anyone's timeline. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway. Just my Goodbye. just my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're being shadow man. Anyway, yeah, I know, I know, good. I know it. I know. It. I'm, try- I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to finish the fucking show. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs>